for details. In five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, November 24th. Happy day after Thanksgiving to all you. Happy game day eve to all who celebrate as well. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and lovely and always beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, incubate your your inner entrepreneur with UofL's top-ranked innovation MBA. In 12 months, gain the confidence and connections needed to spark your entrepreneurial spirit. Learn best practices from our award-winning faculty, serial entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and national business leaders, while also competing for thousands of dollars in startup funding and business plan competitions. Start your journey today and visit business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, Streaming all over the state of Kentucky and well, well beyond. You know what's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Trevor Kelsey is here in one piece, raring to go after what I assume was a fantastic Thanksgiving. TK, happy Friday to you. I'm ready. You're focused. I'm ready. Me ready. Me ready. Me ready. Before you can. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love listening to Ad. Uh, I wish I could be a serial entrepreneur. You are a serial entrepreneur. I, I mean, I'm a serial connoisseur. Both. <laughs> uh, how, how was your Thanksgiving, Rutherford? It was good. Well, I mean, it got off to a rough note. With the, well, yeah. Which yeah. I did walk into. The, I, I tell you what, like, I, I'll say it right off the bat. We have some vibes to rectify in these three hours because the vibes are a little bit off. We got, you know, the, the Lions did what they did on Thanksgiving, what they've done for the last seven years now on Thanksgiving. The U of L women today got beat by Alabama oh, right no. before we came in here in their first game and their the, the tournament they're playing in Dallas, 78 73, the final score there. And then I walk into the studio, which, by the way, I felt like I was just talking to you because I was listening to the first part of Year and Roush's uh, podcast <laughs> that played today. So I, I feel like I've already had my TK fill today. You probably know better what I said on that show than I do. Probably do. I don't remember what I said. But I walk in, and there is a handwritten note from one TJ Walker, the sports talker, who oh, was here for a live hour with Scoots uh, after your all segment played. And it just said, Mike, really fun Lions-Packers game! Exclamation point. Hard fought and competitive! Exclamation point. Hope to see you all in the playoffs! Exclamation point. How about that halftime show? Love TJ Walker, UK 31, U of L 27. 
I don't like that. Why was everybody hating on Harlow's halftime show? Oh, he got it was, it, he got roasted. Oh, I saw I, I saw when I got home. I, I didn't see it till I was home later on on Twitter, and I, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. I saw his name, you know, trending, so I just clicked on it, and just, yeah, everybody just destroying him on there. I'm like, well, I think a big part of the reason was like the the set did look like a grade school play set. It did, but I didn't even I didn't even think about that until I saw the halftime at the Cowboy game, though. But yeah, yeah, it, it did look like you know. <laughs> Some sort of junior production of Frozen, just kind of come out on an iceberg. At one point, he's just like walking on plastic, and I'm like, he he was set up to fail. Like well, Detroit, I mean, they're a little, you know, they don't put that. It's yeah. a it's a Thanksgiving yeah. halftime show. Like, just do the one year my buddy, uh, who's married to like diehard Lions fans, went to the Thanksgiving game. They put Tim Allen on the big screen, and like the place went nuts. Like that's all you have to do for Thanksgiving is just show the tool man, and the whole city of Detroit's going to go wild. So they put Jack. Uh, I think people were already kind of like, you know, he he doesn't really. Have a direct connection to Detroit, although he said later he has he has a lot of family in Detroit, so he's kind of been a Lions fan. Okay. But like, it's not like you've got Eminem or I guess Kid Rock or somebody that everybody did, knows. Did they think they were getting Eminem? I don't know. So like, <laughs> yeah, I think you also have a pissed off crowd because they're down twenty three to six. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was it was very much like Ashley Simpson going into the Orange Bowl when you've got Oklahoma fans who are getting beat forty five to nothing and they're just ready to boo anything. So I don't think he got booed, but it was very quiet. It was I, it didn't didn't go well. I was wondering if the guy behind him just lip syncing just like realized how bad it was going and just left halfway through the show. My guy Urban. Is that who that was? Yeah, Urban Wyatt. That's all I saw. Everybody online was like, "Who is this? Guy? Who is this guy? And he's the worst like sign language dude in history." It's like his. It's like his like personal photographer and videographer <laughs> he, guy. But, but he just stood there for like thirty seconds, and as he started walking out, he's like, he, he disappeared. I think so. He's like a big time Lions fan in real life. I think he just wanted to like go out. It was like yeah. Jack being like, "Hey, why don't you just come out with me, just to experience it?" And then he like just well, he just went away. <laughs> he just stood on the sideline. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I did like that Harlow ended it with like, "This game's not over," and the cr- crowd kind of got into that, and and then we came out we scored to start the second half and I was like is Jack gonna bring us back and then no we've we've, we've faked the punt when they showed the angle of us lining up to fake the punt I was like he's gonna fake it and the Packers were were just as aware of it as I was I'm like Ugh. it was and it was a confusing was game end. for Dan Campbell and, and yeah it started out my entire Clearly, the the TK curse of betting football on weekdays does not take the holiday off it's that damn waxing gibbous moon is what it is I don't know. Have you what, seen that stat? The, the best I've done in a weekday game that was yesterday getting a push on the Egg Bowl. It was like the closest I came to winning. Well, I, like I knew it was going to be like I, I got a little bit nervous on Wednesday night. It was like the first thing that I saw right when we got off the air. Oh, was, that moon thing. Yeah, yeah. like I, I got, like a billion people had tagged me in this wax. Like the, the Lions are zero and thirteen when the moon's in a waxing gibbous phase or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, come on, like this is ridiculous. And then TJ sending it to me, and he's like, he's he's like, yo. Featuring me on Twitter with that, with that, I'm like, <laughs> like everybody stop with the waxing gibbous moon thing. And then at halftime, I'm like, I'm gonna just bet solely now from this point forward on whatever the waxing gibbous moon tells me to do because there's clearly something happening here. Because the Packers aren't. I mean, Jordan Love looks like Patrick Mahomes yesterday out of nowhere. It, it's all it, it's waxing moon voodoo. Whatever's happening, it's terrible. We're zero and five on fourth down. We can't get anything going on. It was just terrible. Waxing Moon rough. sounds like a uh, name uh, Vince McMahon would give an Asian wrestler in the nineties. <sighs> yeah, this was, I mean, this was also the first year where I've had my He's whole probably not even Asian. He's I, I've like, had <laughs> I've gotten my whole family in Lions gear. Like Mary bought shirts for her in Virginia. Yeah, she went all out. The team's been so good. I've got the the Aiden Hutchinson jersey for John. So they get home from Springfield in the morning. They're already in their Lions gear. I'm in my Lions gear. Like we're raring to go. And my kids still, neither of them, have seen a Lions Thanksgiving victory because we haven't won one since 2016. Has it been that long, really? Yeah, we, we even when we've been like kind of okay, we've not we've been getting beaten Thanksgiving. Now a lot of times it's because they've they've they're they're doing the thing where. 
But every, there's times you've been bad and still win Thanksgiving on occasion. Yeah, not really. I mean, no, not, yeah. not since I've been alive, at least. Every <laughs> other year, like, we'll play like, a divisional opponent. We'll play, like, the Bears or the Packers. And yeah. Usually those games are kind of winnable. But then they've been doing the thing where on off years, they'll give us, like, one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, we played the Bills last year when everyone thought the Bills were going to be the best team. And, and so we just kind of been getting too. waxed in those games, which sucks. Like, we played the Colts with Peyton Manning one year, I remember, and he threw, like, 15 first-half touchdowns. So... Like that doesn't help things, but you'd think we'd be. We've had some good teams that have lost some close games against not great teams, and then yesterday was a good team playing a bad team, and we we didn't look good. So that started the day off on the wrong foot. We uh, went over to my parents' house, which was great. It was nice. Uh, they had big Thanksgiving over there. It was about, and it was supposed to be like twenty people. Ended up being fifteen. Which led to a weird sequence of events where I ate at the kitty table by myself. Why were you by? First of all, I, I I'm. I gave a bad few because I still to this day like sit at our kids' table. It's it just the thing is, is that the youngest kid is like twenty six now. Yeah, like it's all the kids, like me and my cousins. You know, just all had we're sitting, and we just now stayed there to the point where like some have been replaced by cousins' husbands and wives, and, but it's still technically quote the kids' table. Yeah. Why? Why were you alone? Like, did the kids go to the grown up table? Pretty much. Yeah. So well, the, the, well, there was like there's three tables. There's like the main table which we were supposed to sit at, and, and then. There was a kid table that was not really meant for kids. It was just like, this is all we have. So, so whoever's going to sit here. But then my daughter, like Virginia's obsessed with my sister, Katie. Like she like loves her. She always like wants to sit by her. So she like demanded to sit by Katie at dinner. Um, so that threw the seating off a little bit. And then John wanted to sit on mommy's lap. Uh, so so like basically their table was like right next to mine. But I was like the only one at the, at the kids table because there were because some people didn't show up at the, at the last second, had to cancel. It was a, uh, yeah, but I mean, I enjoyed being able to eat. That's, I mean, probably stretched out. That probably wasn't too bad, was it? I mean, it wasn't bad. No. I mean, and also, I was like, I, I'm legit, like, the distance between you and me here was the distance between, it was like longer oh, distance between the tables. Not, yeah. So I was right there to be like, hey, because Mary was feeding so John. Like it's to sound like you're just being like abandoned and stuff. No, it like, ended up being yeah, fine. Yeah. It was just kind of a funny visual, but it, it was a, <laughs> a lovely night. We went home. We ended up having a, it was a very, very good Thanksgiving. We, we was, enjoyed it. How was sure. the food? Uh, food was great. Good, food was good. fantastic. The only thing about having like doing my parents now on the years where they have big Thanksgiving is there's no leftovers because we have so many people there, so I don't get the. I don't have any left today, yeah. but I had some about ten o'clock last night. So you had a good day. I not too bad. Yeah, I, we actually got to, I got there a little, we got there a little late and they, they just started eating before we got there because ouch. That's I was like I don't that's fine with me. I'm I'm ready to walk right in, grab the food, and get to moving. You know, waste no time. And um, so yeah, just got to, had a nice little big plate of leftovers, but not as much. Mine wasn't as big. My Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving has dwindled on year by year. And this time it was just like my Aunt Judy and her husband George came in. And that was, uh, and my Aunt Betty, who hosted her daughters, both came back, you know, to came over. But that, that, and it was just me and my mom. So, not, not, but pretty small Thanksgiving this year. Do you guys have any like rivalry smack talk? Or is, oh, yeah, is, yeah. Is the family all blue, no, red? All? No, uh, my uh, Olivia, her, uh, well, Nate, her husband. Yeah. Uh, he's a UK guy, so we is probably traditionally he's going to the game. By the way, on tomorrow, but uh, traditionally, kind of every Thanksgiving we bet the game. Last couple of years, obviously, it has not worked out well for me. Uh, but he gave me, I gave him the seven points, took the bet, took twenty a little twenty dollar bet on the side. Uh, talked some smack to my Uncle Bill, but he's already pretty much given up, so he didn't. It's kind of hard to like make fun of somebody that's done that. <laughs> you know, kind of like we, the basketball st- stuff with us and them. Yeah, uh, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty much uh, just kind of goofing around and uh, watching some football. Trying to figure out why the lines are going for two. 
Well, they got it at least. <laughs> no, nah, nah, yeah, you did try it because there was there was a question. Of we it got it twice. We well, yeah. we went for it twice. But why did you times. go? Why did you go for it? I still don't understand. It's that, that new modern thing, whatever. They but did. if you could kick an extra point, you're still down by ten. Either and that's all the two gave you was nine. You're still two scores down. That, 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 trust me, like <laughs> they've been doing it across the NFL all year long. We spent that all enti- these teams like the entire next possession. Me, me and when, I mean, granted, I mean. The, the this this living room is not like the Guanquin you know round table in this room you know, of intelligence even though George is a pretty good engineer you know we're all sitting there spending the next like two possessions trying to figure out why they went for two and like hey wait a minute Packers scored again ah who cares now it's the new thing <laughs> it, it's it's been they've been I've been surprised like all NFL all these teams are doing it now where it's instead of cutting it to ten they want to go get it to nine I don't you know who knows I don't know I mean uh, it didn't work anyway in the long run so pointless but. I was just mad because I have Riley Patterson on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad day. Like, I need those bad two day. points. Damn it, Dan. It might not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to me. Speaking of, you know, the rivalry discourse, I feel like it's been a weird Thanksgiving as far as rivalry smack talk. I think the last couple of years, you know, maybe last season a little bit, but certainly two years ago, like, Louisville fans have had some – some confidence going into this game, but Kentucky fans have felt more confident, and so there's been some good, like, we're going to beat you, no, we're going to beat you. And this year, I feel like, and I say this coming off of listening to you and Roush together, and Roush, Roush sounded down in, in, in the pod. Like, like he, you said he's, his confidence level was 3.5 out of 10, and that was, you guys taped that like 48 hours ago, so maybe with the game getting closer. A lot of times when you get to that under 24-hour mark, Suddenly the confidence starts flowing, and you, you you knock up that confidence level. You start believing a little bit more, or sometimes the opposite happens. Rush case knock back a few, which raises up the confidence up for sure, yeah. for sure. But I, I feel like I think UK fans are, are are trying to are lying to us a little bit right now. I, I think because none of them are willing to say that we're good, right? Like, like you don't have. There's no Louisville fan out there that you know they're kind of like you guys are having a good season, but they all think our schedule is crap. Yeah. They think that we're a little bit of a pretender because we've played these close games against uh, Georgia Tech and, and Virginia and NC State and all this stuff. And, and then in the next breath, they'll be like, well, you guys aren't good, but you'll probably beat us because we're down this year. I, I think that more... Do you get do you get the coaching uh, differences as the, we're better than yes. you, but, you're, yes. but you've got Braum and Stoops is an idiot. But here's the thing. I, I, think, I, that, that I think that more Kentucky fans have the mindset of T.J. Walker that are letting on right now. The, the difference is T.J., and I'll give him credit for this, has the stones to come out and be like, I still think we're going to beat you guys. I, I think that U.K. fans are so, like, they don't want to get it rubbed in their face, but they have this, there's this secret confidence in the back of their minds where they're like, I'm disappointed by the way this season has gone, but we're going to put everything into this game now. Stoops knows this is kind of the last ace in the hole that he still has with the fan base. We're going to pull out all the stops. We're going to start some fights. We're going to get in their heads. We're going to do whatever we got to do, and we're still going to win this game. But in order to protect myself and my fragile psyche, I'm going to do the, they're going to, they're all doing like the Matt Jones thing, where it's like Louisville's not a great – how funny would it be if we actually beat them? Which is something that I said when we were like 1-10 in, in 2018 and losing every game by a million points because it would have been hilarious. Like you beating a like, – as, with a, as a I'm 60, saying in basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're a 25-point favorite. It's not like the 2016 game with Lamar Jackson. Like it is a it, – it's a touchdown spread for the most part. It, it, various books, I think it's gone up to like 7.5 now or 8 at some places. But it wouldn't be the, the, the most shocking upset in the world if UK won. But they're all kind of doing the thing now where it's like, we'll probably lose, but – if we don't, and I think that more of them think that they they have a, a real real shot at this game than they're letting on right now. 
which is the coward's way to rivalry. Uh, put your chest behind it if you really believe it. I agree to that part. I mean, and I, I put my chest out there many times. Now, granted, it's been stabbed, scratched, and beaten the crap out of, but it, I put it out there. Like, I've picked against us the last three or four years because I have genuinely thought we were going to lose. I wasn't slow paying it. I picked us to win this year. Like, the, the Herald leader reached out. They wanted the game prediction. I was like, it feels good. I think it's the first time. I'm pretty sure I picked us to win in 2019, in Satterfield's first year. And I was like, well, I'm not making that mistake again. After that happened, I'm like, I'm going to need to see it. Even last year, in two years ago, when you were getting all hyped up, I'm like, I, I want it to happen. I need to see it before I'm going to believe it. And unfortunately, wound up being right in both those cases. But this year, I, like, I'm saying it, I genuinely think we're going to win the game. Am I a little bit nervous? Of course. I wasn't as hyped last year. Was I don't remember because the year before you were was, down a little bit more. You you ended up picking us to win. Yeah, but, but the, the year before was the guarantee. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, and I, I, we I, lost I, by thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> Went poorly. I don't, I don't think we were we were never even in the game. I mean, it was <laughs> uh, we, we yeah. it was seven seven at one point. Well, Will Levis alone outscored us. So I mean, he did. That was that was the game where we were going back and forth, and Malik gets into the fight, and then Malik's gone. Yeah. Malik's head's out of the game. Yeah. He's done, and so is the team. But this year, like I. I It'd be, I think if you're a Louisville fan who's like, I guarantee we're going to win by three touchdowns, I don't know how you get yourself to that point. I admire you, but it's hard for me to impossibly put the last four games completely out of my mind. I know we have a different staff. I know we have mostly different players. I know they're not as strong as they've been the last few years going into this game, but it's the way in which they've beaten us the last few years that it's hard to just totally erase from 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 your mind. Like, like they've... They've been bigger than us, they've been more physical than us, and they've kind of just controlled the entire flow of the game because of that advantage in the trenches. Look, they're still bigger than us this year. Like, they've got bigger players than us. Here's the thing, Mike. You say this, this is where they've beaten us last four years. Us, us. That's us, the fans. Not us, this team. I know. Not I, us, this coaching staff. Not us, these players. Which is why I'm picking Louisville to win. All right. But I'm also, I'm just saying. Those guys haven't, it's impossible those guys haven't to taken put it, a loss It's impossible to, to put it completely out of your mind. I know, again, but that's. That that's our that has nothing to do with this coaching staff and those players. That's a whole new. If it was still if it was still Satterfield here, I mean, we obviously wouldn't be ten and one, and we probably wouldn't be favored, and I'd probably be crying somewhere right now in the fetal position in the shower. But that's we'd be seven and four. <laughs> we'd be, I know we'd be six, six and five or something. Yeah, be just I mean, like the last three games. Oh, I know. Uh, but that's again. That's why I'm trying to make you feel confident. That's the pat. That's, I am confident. That, what I'm that saying. beating is us. We're not involved in the game. We're not. The people who are are fresh slate. Well, not Clean entirely. Slate. Not entirely. Like Dana Carvey's underrated movie. Okay. <laughs> Clean slate, baby. We're going to talk a lot about the game, obviously, today from 3 until 6. We want to hear from you. I, I know that uh, there are a lot. Of, this is not a standard work day. Most people are off today. So, the text line. Windy. Yeah, text line maybe. Yeah, I know it took me 30, 30 seconds to get we over We put it in the exact same time. I was so weird. It was, yeah. It was, oh, I wanted to like, kind of do like a chicken race with you in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if that's Mike. And I thought, who else would it be? There's nobody yeah. else here. <laughs> There's literally no other car here except no. for the one Troy leaves. <laughs> yeah, the one that Troy just leaves in the parking lot all the time. <laughs> so we're going to talk a lot about the game. We want to hear from you. Uh, Thornton text line. I don't know how, how bumping. This is going to be a true test of the listenership. Because yeah. the text line's always bumping. This is a rivalry game. Um, so 502-414-1450, but a lot of people aren't, you know, I think a lot of people listen at work or a lot of people listen between classes and, and so we'll find out who the diehards are today, but we want to hear your thought. Well, the text on, just check it out. So text on's doing, doing okay. So we got one from yesterday, I think, and I think they opened it and I, I was, I wish to the head because I kind of wanted to answer it. Can, can well, I we can answer it again. Okay. Oh, well, I'm, I'll go and I'm going to read it to you right now. I'll let you All right, it. let's do it right now. 
It says, he said uh, last night, 930, says, who can name more emojis, Mike or Trevor? I mean, me. Obviously. I mean, I thought it was an easy answer to you, but I wonder how many can you name? I mean, like, I, I would, this, every this, facial expression is an emoji. True. I would, this needs to be a summer question really bad. This is something we could kill like an hour on summer. I mean, there's no, this isn't a debate. Like, I can absolutely name more emojis than you can. can you? <laughs> how often do you ever use emojis? Oh, man. Does this thumb up count? Yeah, it's an emoji. Okay, so I use a thumb up. I'll use sometimes I'll use a face like the I don't ever use the crying tear face. That that one annoys me. Laughing to yeah. arm crying, that's the worst one. Yeah, I get I got I got the you, you can tell everyone has their own like answer. Like you and I are kind of similar. You you're you're kind of more of a ha ha guy as I am. I'm a ha ha guy. And I get, only very recently started even util, utilizing L O L at all. I don't L O L lot. Now I and then sometimes it's you know, you click on it and do the ha ha tag or you just you type ha ha. That's made a lot easier for me. It has to. Uh, so that that's more my room, but I do have some friends that'll like send like the, the three faces of the crying tear laughter or the one face or whatever. I'm like, I I'm, hate it. I feel like I'm being graded by my joke. How many faces I'm getting? It's the new like you know people will always put like LMAO after they say something really really mean. <laughs> Scoots is an LMF uh, LMFO or whatever. Like now, it's, like like people who are just kind of chaches will do that thing where it's like they'll say something that's like somewhat mean to you that they just like I, I know you're hiding your emotions and then it's like the laughing till i'm crying emoji i'm like no you don't get to just say whatever you want and then get a free pass because you're laughing so hard you're crying but we both can do the faces it's a matter of like what the kids say like the the cucumbers stand for and stuff like that that's the ones that we're gonna i think it'll be interesting to see if we who can get who can name more well i mean that's... you think you're more you think you think you're even hipper with me on that one yeah, it's not saying something. Well, it's, like, it's like me versus my dad in one of these contests. <laughs> okay, who needs more emojis, me or your dad? Uh, you. Uh, yes! You, yeah. Suck it, Glenn. <laughs> we've got to, uh, this is another day where I wish we had the TVs going in here, but we've got uh, all sorts of basketball, all sorts of football going on right now. We've got all sorts of former cards that are doing things. First, we've got the the battle of former Louisville basketball players, North Carolina leading Arkansas 85-72, to in the Battle for Atlantis uh, consolation bracket. Yeah, I mean, we have, sort of, we have like a reversal of fortunes here. L. Ellis was the guy that Arkansas fans were in love with at the beginning of the season. He's now coming off the bench and like barely playing the last couple of games. He wasn't even in the game last night during like the last, the last like four or five minutes against Arkansas. Memphis, I think it was. He's, he's barely played in all yeah. three of these games. Like he, He's 0 for 3 today. He's got uh, no points. He's come off the bench. He barely played in the first game against Stanford. And now Jalen Withers is starting for North Carolina, and everyone's talking about like what a good matchup he's been and what a great help he's been. Uh, he's got five points and five rebounds today. He's not doing a ton, but he he's played well for them in this tournament. This, this is North Carolina fans, you and me both know. You, you, when Withers plays well, you can love him. You ain't gonna get that kind of Withers through the entire. They're season. all about Withers now, and I'm like, yeah, I saw good luck, when good, he, we good saw, luck with that. We saw when he played that well too. We we would see games like that on occasion, every now and then. But he's yeah. been like he's not doing the thing where it's like I score 25 points and then no points. He's kind of going more of like the 14 points, 10 points, six points, eight yeah, points. We'll he's doing a little bit more of that right now. So we got that going. It looks like Carolina's about to wrap up a victory there. Arkansas has been wildly disappointing so far. And then in football, we've they got, uh, I mean, this is going to shock you, Iowa-Nebraska just coming to an end. They hit the under in that game. <laughs> what was that? I didn't look at this. I haven't looked it up. Uh, what was 20 and a half was the, or uh, 23 and a half was the over-under. They hit 23. Uh, 13-10 is the Iowa victory, <laughs> defeating former Louisville quarterback Chubba Purdy. Or at least Louisville signee quarterback Chubba Purdy. Is that where he's at Nebraska? Now? He has taken over for Nebraska. Actually, looked pretty good for a little bit in the second half there, but not enough to score more than ten points. Iowa wins it thirteen to ten. Oklahoma is all over TCU in the fourth quarter, sixty-one to thirty-eight. 
Miami. Uh, what, what do you think the score of the Miami Boston College game is? I, I just, I just oh, saw. You saw? Yeah, okay. saw Miami it. all over Boston College, forty-five to twenty. I would have guessed them to beat Boston College. I don't know if I would guess that score right. There. That was one of those where I just I had no idea. Like if you told me Miami was just going to lay down, I'd be like, okay, I can see that. Yeah, and if that's... you told me Miami's going to roll, I'd be like, okay, I can see that too. Tyler Van Dyke playing well in what will almost certainly be his last game as a Hurricane. Twenty-three of thirty-six, two hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The Fletcher guy who like we couldn't stop it all running. Is not doing anything. 12 carries for 44 yards. But Henry Parrish Jr. has 111 yards and two touchdowns. So they're Miami going to be 7-5. and five. We'll see what bowl game they play in. Boston College also going to a bowl game. They're going to finish out at 6-6 six and six here in conference play. My buddy texts me and says, why do you not carry? Just after my buddy Yates, he says, why do you not curious why this guy on Thanksgiving was texting you at 930 wondering why he would get any more emojis? It's <laughs> a fair point. I didn't think about that. It's a very good question. Well, I mean, we all have stories. How boring is your family Thanksgiving? It's 930 and you're thinking about the us. Going to the text line. I mean, imagine just sitting there and be like, what, what was he watching? I wonder what he's doing. And he's just like, I wonder who can name more emojis, Mike or Trevor. <laughs> one too many glasses of wine at dinner. I got. I've got. I, I, I got to find this out. He's like. I mean, I know the Niners game was boring and all, but come on. I mean, all the games were kind of boring last night. They were yesterday. The whole. Day. I, of course, I picked the wrong one. I mean, everyone. It was. Chattanooga, by the way, leading uh, Evansville on the verge of going five and zero are the mocks. So maybe it wasn't us. Maybe it was just Chattanooga being really good. <laughs> They've since beaten Bellarmine and Tennessee Tech by less than they beat us by, but they're beating Evansville by thirteen right now. So Evansville any good? Uh, no. They're not. Kentucky. UConn having no problems with Manhattan. Mississippi no State shock. is up by 17 on Nichols. Lipscomb's up on UNC Asheville. Those are the only. Uh, Monmouth is, is actually up eight on Belmont. And then Pitt leads Oregon State 23-13. There's some good games the, the rest of the day. Memphis is going to play Villanova in the Battle for Atlantis. Oklahoma is going to play USC in the Children's Invitational, which sounds like a poor name. That for, sounds bad. Yeah, yeah that's maybe, not, maybe that's rethink that. Creepy, yeah. uh, Baylor, Florida in the NIT season tip-off. Iowa State, Virginia Tech. I assume Penn State's not in that tournament, right? They, they are not. <laughs> Michigan will play Texas Tech in the Atlantis. Uh, and then UK is in action tonight against Marshall at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. Alabama also playing Ohio State. It's a, plenty of, of betting options out there, plenty of just watching options out there if you want to check out some hoops. Where is Nichols? Nichols is in Mississippi. I want to say. Is it? I'm. I'm. I'm literally. I'm, I'm not. It's not a trivia question. I'm just curious. I've never thought about it. I think it. it's. I, that's what I want to say. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know the kid from. I've uh, heard of it. I just never. It just never occurred to me to think where it was. I know the kid from Last Chance. You ended up going there and playing from the first. I uh, love those. Those. Now, did you watch? Speaking of documentaries, while you looked that up real quick, did have you watched Bye Bye Barry yet? I've not. Watched it's in Massachusetts, I, by the way. Ooh, really? I was way off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of my masters in there. Is it the same nickel? Mississippi. Well, you had the right letter in the beginning, Mississippi man. Yeah. There can't be more than one nickels. Well, no, this is different because nickels is spelled differently. So it's like N I C H O L S. Yeah, there's one. Uh, there's one L and the other one. Ah. Uh, this is the uh, Nichols College football. Nichols is in South Louisiana. Let's see where closer. Close. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was somewhere. I, I was pretty sure it was somewhere down south. Uh, but yeah, it's only about ninety minutes long. Really good. I think you'll really like it. I'm excited for it. Anybody, uh, especially for those who maybe didn't, uh, you're younger, like in, you know, in your, your mid twenties or something. Especially maybe don't remember the watching him throughout in his prime, like or even remember the day he retired and the way it retired. I think would really enjoy because I think it does a really good job of telling the story. It doesn't didn't, doesn't tell how we beat you all in the playoffs. That Scott Mitchell team. They skipped that part, but you know. 
That's all right. The only we, thing we I'm, want a playoff game. The only thing that kind of annoyed me during this isn't a spoiler because you know he retired via fax machine, right? Yes, that's the story. Okay, and so like throughout the, I get it's twenty twenty three, so it sounds like bad to say. It sounds like goofy to say fax machine now, but they acted like it was like fax machine doing a fax machine now back then, which. 1999, the fax machine was pretty common. I, mean, I would was, love to retire via fax machine. Today. I mean, the, even Barry was like, well, I, don't, I guess I could have sent an email, but I didn't really know how. I mean, because emails weren't that, you know, still were, were fresh. I mean, to be shocking, like, he sent a fax. I'm like, 1999, that's not really that bad. I mean, it's kind of how everything was done. So I thought that was kind of weird that maybe they tried to sell it. And his son's like trying to explain, like, what's a fax machine anyway, Dad? He's like trying to explain. Well, are they it saying to- it was weird because it's like nobody did that? Or are they trying to? I feel like. It was sort of the equivalent of like texting in your retirement, I guess, which would be sort of inappropriate even now. And, but it was what's the way they kind of you could just tell they're emphasizing like the prehistoric machine that is the fax machine, like as if it was like prehistoric in 1999. Gotcha. And they, I, I don't know if that was what they were going for, but it, I kind of get that feel. It was just at like the very beginning, and then you know at the end they mentioned it, but the rest of the time it goes chronologically through his career, which is really w- well done, and you know his dad and. and all the stuff that goes around it. It was it was it was really good. I, I enjoyed it, so I know you will. Would have been nice if they'd won. Then know, I watched I Home Alone been, one and two. Would have been more willing to watch it if Lions hadn't just spit the bit in the package <laughs> earlier in the day. Whatever. Let's take our first break. When we come back, let's talk a little Louisville, Kentucky. We'll get into some of the specifics about tomorrow. We are less than twenty four hours away from kickoff. Oh. One of the more anticipated Louisville, Kentucky Governors Cup games in a long time. We'll get into it after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. The Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. I think I've been using this on UK UVL football gaming for like a <laughs> decade now. It's perfect. I've, I've always there's two there's two songs I've always used for this for when I for the, we talk about this game. This and uh, well the other one you'll hear next hour. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Uh, all sorts of talk going on today about the UVL UK game. Uh, Cards and Cats again going to kick things off at noon tomorrow on ABC, a network which by the way Louisville is three and zero on so far this season. I, I think that just this little, is no big deal. Yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, there would be more anticipation for this game if Kentucky were, say, let's say UK was eight and three right now. Okay, and their only losses were to Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Bama, and like Missouri. Yeah, was, okay. three top ten teams. Or Tennessee, one one of those two teams. Or Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee would be mildly acceptable, although I think Tennessee kind of stinks. But three top ten teams. I I think then you'd have a little bit more anticipation for this game. Even having said that, there's a ton to lose and a ton to gain on both sides. It may not seem like it. Like on the surface, if you're a UK fan, you're like, well, you know, we beat Louisville. We've been doing that. Seven and five is still a little bit of a down season compared to where we've been. We didn't take a step forward. It doesn't change all that much. And if you're Louisville, you think, well, you know, uh, 
win or lose, we're playing for a conference championship next week. We're going to probably play in one of the better bowl games we've played in recent memory. Like this game is the least consequential of the three. But the reality is, looking beneath just the surface level stuff, there's a huge opportunity for both teams. For Louisville, going 11 and 1, beating Kentucky for the first time since Lamar Jackson was here in 2017. You can't put a real value on that. The fan base needs this. They, they can't, I think, take another upset loss to Kentucky, especially on their home field, especially when you've won 11 consecutive home games and you've been so good at home so far this season. And for Kentucky, this is kind of the last thing that you have that could – it's not going to save the season per se, but it's going to make it more tolerable, more digestible than it is if you, if you lose this. Because if you lose this game to Louisville – yeah, you're going to six, you're going to a bowl game because you're six and six, but what did you really do this year? You lost handily to every good, like really good team on your schedule. You didn't come close to bridging the gap between yourselves and Bama and Georgia and all that stuff. You, you know, you beat the nobodies at the beginning of your schedule. You started five and zero. You set the expectations high, and then you ended up losing six out of seven games, and you lost to your in-state rival for the first time in in five years in a way that maybe sets the table for them to take this rivalry series back. I think then these murmurs that you have out there about Mark Stoops and, and fan base, the fan base not being all that thrilled with him anymore, and uh, have we just kind of been spinning our wheels the last couple of years? Are we going back down? Like Those murmurs become, I think, very audible if you lose this game to Louisville. Basically, I think both sides are looking to – there's a lot to gain – but there's even more to avoid with a win. You avoid the annoying talk for Louisville, and not just the rivalry stuff, but you annoy the national narrative of, yeah, Louisville's 10-1, and but they haven't played anybody. Yeah, the ACC stinks. They avoided the best teams in the ACC. Sure, they beat Notre Dame at home, but that's a Jeff Brom special, and Notre Dame isn't as strong as we thought they were at that time. You had the great win over Duke, and Duke has kind of stunk since then. They're not all that good. Like All of that talk you kind of validate it if you go out there and you lose to a very average Kentucky team that went 3-5 and five in the SEC, and you lose in the same manner that you've been losing, which is just by getting pushed around by them. You, I want to avoid that. I obviously want to avoid the annoying UK talk. Like This game, to me, is as much about avoiding the annoyance of what comes with a loss as it is about what you're going to gain with a victory, keeping the Governor's Cup home, getting to 11-1, preserving a top-10 ranking, you know, keeping alive the the ability to dream big about an Orange Bowl, or if things just go completely haywire the next couple of weeks, uh, being there for for potentially right on the outside looking into the playoff, like all that stuff. But it, you just want to avoid the negative that comes with the loss, and I think UK is kind of the same way. Like, the, you know, you're not going to save your season with a win over Louisville, but you're going to avoid the worst case scenario for a six and six season, which is not beating anybody of any consequence and losing to Louisville and losing that like that last little ace in the hole that Mark Stoops has had for the last couple of years. First of all, one thing. Okay. It, it drives me nuts when people talk about how our schedule is, is, is whack and in Florida State is, is no more different than ours and they don't get the same crap that we do. I mean, they're, yes, they're one win. They, we got one win. Pretty much you want to be that way in Notre Dame. They've got one LSU. And honestly, I don't think LSU is even that much, so much greater than, than Notre Dame is. They're 8-3 and three anyway, so I think, which is what Notre Dame is. That aside. It's moot anyway because we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them in two weeks or next week. Uh, I agree. Here's the thing. Like, I, I'm not going to say it was, it, it, there's like, any way of being ruined 
but I mean, we will go on past this game, go to an ACC title game, maybe, I mean, obviously, possibly going to a, I mean, an Orange Bowl, a Big Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. But there's always going to be a really nasty aftertaste in my mouth if we lose tomorrow, regardless of what happens, even if we win the ACC tournament and win our bowl game. It's like seeing that picture of Lamar doing the Heisman pose in the UK game. You're like, it's cool. Like he still won the Heisman. It was incredible, but I, I, you don't see that without thinking about the fact that we lost that game. It's like it's like I just got this great like big plate of spaghetti. It's awesome. I'm chowing down and I look up and there's this big band aid in it, <laughs> and it's got a hair on it, and it's like a part of a mole on it. I mean, that's what this that's what losing tomorrow is to me for this season. The season has been great, and you're not going to like make me like, but it'll forever be. Just a little bit worse than it should have yeah, been. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's going to be that, and and I know Kentucky fans have less to maybe play for because, but I know they they don't want to give up their their four game winning streak. We're the, we they have not beaten us five years in a row. We've done it to them. You know they are still inching their way into this rivalry, which we lead fifteen to twelve. Thirteen. I thought they had twelve. They have thirteen now in the modern series. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, because I, I mean you, I am one million percent positive. Because I'll, I'll, take, I'll take your word over Wikipedia. It's in both game notes. And Winsipedia. No, Wikipedia has it 19 to no, 15. 19-15 is the all-time series. 15-13 is the modern. Us leading. I thought they played one, two, three, They played four, six five, games six. before. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. What, six? I, I miscounted that. Okay. Eh, 13 on the math. Bite me. Um, either way, we're still... They, they want... They want they're, they're trailing is the point. And, and I just don't want to... I know. I don't want to lose them. This season has been great, and it's not going. It's not going to make me like un- less happy about this season. But when Braum was hired, there was probably like two of the most important games, regardless of how the season was going to unfold, and it's unfolded as well as it's, it could, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there, but there was two games that I think that were like the most that were most important. And that was probably one Georgia Tech because it was the first game, and two was Kentucky. Like those are like the, and the Kentucky game. I mean, Louisville fans, I know we want you. You can't tell me that like bringing Brown home and wanting to get improved was was as important as being successful in the ACC because you want to be Kentucky. You know you don't want to give them the credit of maybe thinking they're, they're in your head, but you're in your head. Of course you're in your head. We're rivals. That's why we're rivals. I don't like you. You don't like me. Don't sit there and tell me you don't think about it. Wasn't driving you nuts when we were pimping you around town between in the early part of the 2010s. It was, and you couldn't wait to get it out. And now, and now the, the, the tables have turned, and now they're about to swing right back around, my friend. And you are scared, and I don't blame you. But I, you know what? Until I get that taste of those four straight losses out of my mouth, I am still a little nervous myself. First of all, there was so much double entendre in that last 45 seconds there that I, I just I, – I left it alone, but it was one – and then it ended with taste oh. in your mouth. That was, that was great. Usually, I, usually she usually leaves it alone, too. I was like, he's hot. Let him go. Let him go. Just let him roll. Let him cook. He's Germans? doing what he's doing. But you're right. I mean, think about how many people, when it was announced that we were hiring Jeff Brom, like that day, think about all the people that immediately went to Twitter and were like, hope, like, it's talking bleep to UK fans. Like, oh, yeah. Hope you enjoy your time. Like, Brom's coming home. It's going to be different now. Like, it was one of the first thoughts that went through a lot of people's minds. And I do think. It while, was like that in 18 when we were even looking at getting him. We're like, you better be yeah. pray we don't get Brom. While we're, hope. while we're ahead of schedule and 10 and 1 right now. And like I said, losing this game isn't going to, I think, make anybody think that we're on the wrong path with Jeff Brom or anything like that. But it was one of those boxes. It still is one of those boxes that you need to check when you're talking about getting the program to the place where the fans expected to be, where the fans want it to be. 
swinging this rivalry back in our direction is one of those things. If you ask any fan, you know, what do you want to see from Jeff Brom? Like, like, what needs to happen in order for Louisville football to, to be in the position that you want it to be? One of the first five things they would say, hell, probably one of the first three things they would say. Maybe two. <laughs> would be to start taking this rivalry over. Yeah. I mean, you've got, I think we discussed this a little bit on Wednesday's show. I think it's a very small minority of fans who feel this way, but there are Louisville fans out there who are already saying, if you lose this game on Saturday, it, like what we've done before this means nothing. Uh, I, I don't agree with that at all. Disagree with you. But there are those people out there. There are those people that are like, if, I mean, Satterfield, his tenure here was nuked by the UK game more than anything else. I, I think more, the, I would argue that more than the dalliance with South Carolina and that getting out and the way that it looked, more than the losing close games to teams like Boston College and Virginia that you had won, the Kentucky game had the biggest effect on him not being successful here because it kept the fan base from really buying into him. Even in 2019, we had that great, good year and then we're favored to beat UK and it's like, damn, this guy. He's king of the city. He's ACC coach of the year. If he wins this game, he's everything that we've wanted him to be and more. And he goes out there and he gets blown out. And then he whines about the L's down. It's like, eh, well, maybe he just doesn't get it. Maybe he will get it. You have the bad year in 2020. You have the down year in 2021. Maybe he can save it with a win over UK. We, you know, we're playing better. We're actually favored in that game too. Boom. Destroyed. Lose by 31. And then last year, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we, we sort of expect him to lose at that point, And he gets thoroughly manhandled. manhandled. Those UK games, I think he never won any over, never won any goodwill with the fan base. They stayed in all of our minds longer than than most games because it's the last game of the regular season. It lingers a little bit. You're you're forced to kind of chew on that until the bowl game. And even you know now with bowl games not mattering as much as they used to, you remember the rivalry game a little bit more than you would have if it had been played 20 years ago. When it's a beatdown. Like I, <laughs> I say all this to say, like Jeff Brom has built up so much goodwill with the fan base. It's not going to go away if he loses this game, but. It solidifies all of the good stuff. It would be a nice little dessert, like an appropriate dessert for everything that we've done this year. And then it sets up for next week, potentially winning a conference championship, all that good stuff. But if you lose it, you do like there is a little bit of that out there where it's like, Ugh. he's the Patino thing, where people are, are they don't want him fired or anything. They're happy with the job he's doing, but they're annoyed by what's going on against Kentucky. No, it's not like you know Bill Curry at Alabama. He goes, he's going to win, you know. 35 games in three years, but he loses to Auburn all three, so they're burning crosses on his front lawn. I mean, and booing him out of town. I mean, he's not not that bad, but I think it just, it will just be, you're right. I mean, it's, but it will be that kind of like, oh, it was a great season, man. We went to AC title game. Yeah, but we don't, you know, but that that one thing that's out there. Yeah, it's like, it's it's not going to ruin a great, you hear, this isn't even a double entendre. This is straightforward in comparison. No, you're in bed and she's beautiful and she's hot and you're getting at it and you're going to, and in the middle of it, she just lets one like sneaky fart out. It, it, it's not the best part of the situation, but it's not going to ruin the time. The, the fact you got to sleep with a beautiful woman, it didn't ruin the whole thing. It just was kind of a you know a stinker in the middle of it. Hello, you done? Yes, <laughs> that's what you losing the UK this year will be to Louisville football season. A stinky fart during otherwise good sex. <laughs> yes. I don't hate the it's not the worst analogy you've ever made. It's not terrible. I it's mean, not great. Depending on how bad the the, the, the fart is, the, the sex, <laughs> okay, okay. maybe what you're doing in that sex moment. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't even know how I'm supposed to continue though. I don't. I don't know where. I, I don't know where I was thinking. I don't know where I was going. That's. I don't know what's happening. But but it's still it's still a fun time. You still had a great time. You just you just got that man, man. Just that little bad little bad memory. I don't want that. I want this to, I mean, 
We could have beat Pittsburgh in, in, in the end of the season. You go, well, he had one loss. It was to Kentucky. You know, switch the losses. It would be worse losing to Kentucky than it was to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's awful. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, what? I think the the biggest keys to this game are obvious to me because it's the same keys that we've been talking about virtually every week for the last half of the season. You know, <laughs> every kind of every game in this rivalry. Yeah, really. limit turnovers, establish yeah. the run, put pressure on their quarterback. Um, I, I do think special teams are more important in this game just because our special teams have been shaky. And Clarissa Thompson have to have to. Yeah, be, because UK has been a really good return team so far this season. They're dangerous in both the punt return and the kick return. We need, even if we don't use them on on field goals. We need Brock Travelstead to put the ball consistently in the end zone just to make sure that that doesn't happen. And then Brady Hodges needs to punt well and keep it away from their return game on punts. Because if you look at ways that – because I do think that we are a better team than Kentucky. I think that's – I think we've proved that. I think it's clear. If you're looking at ways that UK can win this game, special teams, turnovers, and then I think the – what's been talked about ad nauseum this week by by Louisville fans, them trying to to get in our heads a little bit. Like like there is – the odds of a pregame scuffle or like an early game scuffle are like what two to one at this point. Probably. I'm almost expecting it. Like, like they're gonna do that stuff. They've been starting it this week. Like they've been talking. Like, th- like I feel like they think this is their opportunity. This is their way to win the game. I you have to trust that our coaching staff and our players are mature enough to not to recognize what's going on to not let them get in our head. I think the fact that we have so many newcomers that haven't played in this game almost works in our advantage to a way because they're not gonna be mentally psyched out, like they're not going to be intimidated. And the fact that it's at home, I think, helps a lot. 11-game home winning streak. We've not really – I mean, we've, we've been pretty dominant at home outside of the Virginia game. Jack Plummer's played much better at home. Our defense has played much better at home. They, I think they've, they've fed off the fan base the entire season. I'd forgotten this stat, though, too, Trev. And UK – it's one of those weird things where UK was really hyping this up last year going into the game, but I haven't heard it at all this year, even though it's, it's just as true now as it was then. UK's won 22 straight non-conference games. It's the longest streak in the country. They really? well because they they play three nobodies and us, and, and, they've, yeah. and they've and they've been good against us. So they haven't they, they have an issue. You know they beat Ball State, they beat AK, EKU, and they beat Akron this year. And now their only other non-conference game is against us. So it would be nice to preserve our home winning streak. Which, you, how, how long was that streak though? You said uh, 23 games now. So that would be like I mean four games. That's like what five years in a row five and a half years yeah, they, yeah. They, they've i mean think about it do you so know the, were we the last ones like out of conference i guess to beat them uh no because we haven't beaten them since 2017 that's so, been well that's six years i guess yeah. yeah but but they didn't play non-conference games in 2020 so we may have been um, yeah i mean that was probably around that time i would think i mean they haven't when's the last time they played a non-conference game against somebody that was like had a pulse besides us indiana WKU does that count? I mean, that's. You, 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 I think we're both laughing and tugging cheek, but I, I think it was. I, I would be willing to bet that it was us in 2017 because that was the last game of the regular season. It was the Lamar. It was the trash can fight game. <laughs> Tenzel Ware making his. Oh, I remember the trash can. Well, no, yeah. they lost their bowl game though, this, which I assume counts. They lost their bowl game that year to Northwestern. Oh, that was the that was their players They're, grabbing referees. Do get thrown out of the game for the yeah the, <laughs> the running back getting thrown out. Should have been thrown in jail, in my opinion. I mean. <laughs> All the stories just in with with some some just, uh, just which bad fight act. game was that? Yeah, which one was that? Was that the one when Lynn Bowden punched the guy before the game? No, nope, that was the next year. That was 2019. <laughs> they also well maybe it's not bowl because they lost to Iowa in 2020 or 2022 just last year. So then that wouldn't so, so maybe so the, I guess the the regular I guess this is just a regular season streak. Which I would they beat Iowa in 21 and then they lost to him last year. They lost him in 2022. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. They they split. 
So that would have ended the non-conference winning streak overall, but I guess regular season, they've won 20 however many straight. So I think that might have yeah, it legitimately might have been us. I'm looking to we'll just snap it just again. Looking through their schedule, yeah, up to 2019, it looks like. Yeah, they didn't lose to Eastern Michigan, that's for sure. They didn't play anybody. They no, you're right. I don't. mean, Tennessee Martin, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're all, yeah, they're all just... All scrubs. I would love to keep to, to break that streak. I would, I would love to get that going and keep our winning streak alive, which is the third longest in school history and the fifth longest in the country. So, um, for all those reasons, that's two big. That's two nice little streaks on the line right there. Yeah, and I mean, just the most obvious one: them beating us four straight. They've never, like you said, they've never beaten us five straight in the modern history of the rivalry. Uh, we did it before we hired Scott Satterfield, or I guess before before the the Lamar game. Yeah, we we'd won five straight. Yeah, we we won seven out of eight. Right? Yeah. Because the only one we lost was the Lamar fumble game in that little stretch. They be, if you take Steve Cragthorpe and Scott Satterfield out of the equation, since Bobby Petrino got here in 2003, they've won two games. And I know you can't do that, but they beat they beat Charlie in his very first game as the head coach here, and they beat Bobby in his second stint in the Lamar game, and that's it. Besides that, it's just Cragthorpe and Satterfield wins, which, quite frankly, I don't I don't acknowledge. So basically, we lead the series fifteen to 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 seven. Yeah, because they had they had they had the three early ones in the ninety four, ninety seven, ninety. Those count. Yeah, Satterfield and, and and Crag don't. They had the upset no two, and the Ron Cooper win counts. Ron <laughs> Cooper was two and one against UK. He won. <laughs> Those count. But Satterfield and Crag, no, they they're they're gone. They they didn't get the rivalry. People who don't get the rivalry can't be allowed in the the total count. 15 sevens the, the advantage. I'm good with it. Get, will we trade their, our Gillespie wins against them in basketball for that? Yeah. I mean, basketball, <laughs> sorry. So lopsided. I know. <laughs> Would anybody even notice? <laughs> sure, you can have those. Yeah, but they were only two wins. Well, you should have kept them longer. Yeah, we'll take we the, voted for it. We'll take the six football wins. <laughs> the fact that Craig Thorpe came close twice, I think, should count as at least one win. Like. <laughs> Well, so so if we take away all those, do we do we still give them the nineteen like nineteen twelve games in exchange or something? Yeah, I think I don't care about those. <laughs> if you care about those, that's on you. I don't have to tell you. That's desperation. It's pathetic. Yeah, we we need a modern series nineteen fifteen. Congrats! I'm sure you were celebrating that game in nineteen twelve, which is not hyperbole. That's exactly when it was played. These games are all hundred years old. Oh yeah, there was uh, the, the the latest one was nineteen twenty four. It's like Western talking about in basketball them like owning the all time series over us because they played us. 37 times before 1916 like cool congrats you have it you've seen like two wins over us so and we beat you kenny Payne beat you so no one is alive that was during any of those games uh, any of the Louisville, the original games yeah i mean i'm there i seriously well, the last one was like 1930 wasn't no, it was 24 1924 so you'd be 90 you'd be 99 right now basically we'll celebrate the 100 year anniversary paul rogers dad just died at 99 there's somebody out there i guess saw yeah it. i mean there i guess well yeah i mean well Maybe not um, solid. I was going to say, they might have been live in October of 2024 or 1924. They're dwindling. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not there's, many there's anymore. There's not many left. There's not many anymore. But That's yeah, sad. It is. Well, what, maybe they can wear patches on their their uniforms next year for the 100-year anniversary of their last original series victory over Louisville. But I, thought it was, um, I don't think we scored in any of those games. They're, they're oh, all no, like, we didn't. They're, they're all like 28 to nothing. Uh, 41, to 20, 42, 15, 73, and 29. Am I the only one that, by the way, being like, a patch? That was just me. I had to do like a double take last night when I was watching the Cowboys game. I was like, "Why do they have a Trump patch on their on their jersey?" I didn't see. That. And it was it turned out it was Madden. Oh, I was like, I first saw it, I was like, "Well, it's Dallas, I guess." Okay, I mean, maybe maybe they're being unfairly prosecuted. Yeah, maybe they're just supporting Trump. It makes sense. It's Cowboys, right? I mean, I guess I get it. It makes more sense than if it was like you know the Niners doing it, but you know then. 
And I'm like, my buddy was just like, nah, that's uh, mad. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hours up next. We'll turn things over to you guys on the Thornton's text line. How are you feeling about tomorrow's game? Let us know at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition, here on 1450 and 961. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking, king of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse, been dead as a death, back the colors I choose, red or blue cause of blood, it just don't matter, sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters, colors, the gangs of LA, 4 o'clock hour die. here, it's the Friday edition of Mike Rutherford Show. On 1450 The Big X, getting you ready for tomorrow's kickoff between Louisville and Kentucky at noon. I'm looking right now at Little Howard, the horse that KRC can make a roll call every 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, right here on 1450 The Big X, has adorned in a UK scarf for the last several years. The original bet, you know, they would do their show at the OG studio. We did our show over here at the new studio. And if we'd won, we were going to be able to bring Little Howard here and dress him up however we wanted to. Now Taking from the other studio away from them would have been a little more satisfying. That would have been nice. Yeah. Now we, we share the studio, so he's just here. But, I mean, he's looking at me. He's side-eyeing me with that right eye, and he's just like saying, please, Mike, please. I'm so sick of this stupid bleeping scarf. I've got to wear something else. I want the flat bill. I want the cards gear. Please win this game. Please. Can you buy like a lime beard like like you would put on a kid, like a mask or something, like a fake beard, I wonder? We could make like a construction. Yeah, we, I'm sure we could find that. Find I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, like I'm on Amazon right now. I just Google a, a lime beard mask. Lime beard for horse stuffed animal. <laughs> Let's see what you can find. But my goal is Monday. We're giving little Howard what he wants. Oh, yeah, he's going to get a makeover. I did like listening to to you on Wednesday with, with TJ and Nick, and TJ goes, have you all decided what what, what your intentions are with little Howard? Should, <laughs> should this actually happen? And I was like, we've got some ideas. We're very excited. Well, your intentions with my little Howard. I'd forgotten. So, you know, we spent so much time talking about Dion Walker and his comments this week and, you know, UK, the, the coaching staff kind of, you know, a little bit of not, not much rivalry smack talk from them, but a little pot shot here and there. I'd forgotten that when Devin Leary, when he committed to Kentucky, when he, when he signed with the UK and then like made it to Lexington for the, the winter semester last year, the first his first appearance was they showed him on the big screen in a game at Rupp and he threw Ells down. Oh, wow. I'd kind of forgotten about that. I mean, kind of wanted him to remember that tomorrow. <laughs> that I mean, we'll, we'll remind him. Don't worry. Hey, now he's does he? He has a win one win versus us in He does. He played really well against us. That was like that Thursday night game or something. I think wasn't it or maybe it was a night game. I remember. Maybe it wasn't Thursday. But it was I think a night we game, beat yeah. them in a night game here. But he, yeah, he, he played well against. He had three touchdowns against us. The the one game they won like. It was like a classic Satterfield game. It was like twenty one fourteen. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that's a, I think that was a night. I remember that was there at their house, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I remember watching that game. Yeah. But we beat we beat him, and then there was one game in his three years there where now the the, the Leary game where he played so well was that, that was the game that Malik kind of lost us. Remember, like their offense was doing nothing against us, and we kept like coming close to scoring and then giving points away in the red zone. And we all were like, we should be up by more. We should be up by more. And we were winning going into the fourth quarter. We were up thirteen to seven. And then they scored three touchdowns in the the last quarter to win twenty eight thirteen. He was in that game 
25 of 36, 317 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So Speaking of our man, Satter, the name Satterfield is trending. For what? Uh, I, I assumed it was for us. I think it's something to do with Nebraska, though. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, every time Satterfield's trending, like, usually when I'm trying to like see Schadenfreude tweets, a lot of times it's they're, they're complaining about the guy from Nebraska. Yeah, but, but it's, <laughs> I love the first thing that comes up. And it's, it's from my account, Huskers X, X's and O's. But it's like just some dude like in a, like a business suit like holding his giant sign and says, "Holy bleep, you suck!" <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have the bleep. <laughs> in 2019 against Louisville, by the way, Devin Leary, 24 of 44, two touchdowns, one interception, in a uh, 34 to 20 loss to the Cardinals, and that was at home as well. No, but the, the win versus us was when since we've been on the air, right? It was 2021. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, thought, I remember it was because I was at both town. those games were at home, and then we beat them at. Uh, PJCS or whatever LNN Stadium last year, and Ooh, he PJCS PJCS <laughs> so fancy. I mean, you know, I mean, people always said that. It's not like it's something I created. It's the acronym. No, I get it's the acronym. I just never really called it that. I didn't know anybody That's else you. called it that. Really, they did. We beat them at PJCS <laughs> last year. Two times I've heard you use that word. And he did not play. No, oh, okay. Because he was hurt. Scared. He's terrified. Terrified. He's gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna be leaving by halftime of this game tomorrow too. 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. Here we go. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. We, plenty of text. Appreciate the hardcores out here listening to the show. Text is from yesterday's show. Trevor, snobbish. I'm not snobbish. Also, Trevor, scoffs. This isn't a dream season for us. This is normal. Mm. For UK, this would be a dream season, ignoring that UK has had multiple 10-win seasons since UL's last one. Multiple? They've had, I think, two, right? I guess that would, you're, I mean, you're playing fast and loose with, yeah, I mean. They're, well, no, they're not. They're, they're just right. No, I mean, are we having had ten one seasons since twenty thirteen? They've had two since two thousand since since two thousand thirteen. That would be multiple. I mean, it's the border. That's the minimum of multiple. But yeah, it is multiple. You're right. I mean, you're just wrong. I would say couple, maybe, but you know, both both work. Yeah, both yeah. technically accurate. Because but multiple makes it sound like you've had more than two, right? Like you say multiple. Do you think two? You think multiple? You think more than two? I think more than one. Well, that, that is true. <laughs> Texas L. Ellis and Lands both went scoreless in losses last night. Ellis is currently scoreless in a game they're about to lose, and he no longer starts for uh, not sure what's going on there. Sid doesn't start for Grand Canyon, and Withers starts but sucks. Maybe it was 50-50 coaching at Talent last year. Do you think, do you think Ellis is being punished because he told everybody how they watch Louisville films? I don't, I don't know what's going you on think there. Maybe they he, need to show him a Louisville film. <laughs> he didn't play well in their one loss, but he had, he was their best player in their exhibition games, and, and the fan base seemed to really like him. I, he looks, according to people that have watched the the game yesterday, he looked pissed off on the bench. Who, like maybe it was him. Maybe maybe LLS was more of an issue last year than than we thought. But he's not. It's not things are not going great for him in Arkansas as of the past week. Now. Sidney Curry's not starting at Grand Canyon. He's still playing a decent amount and scoring um, a, a solid amount for a good mid-major team, which is about what I would expect for Sidney Curry. Kamari Lands, I thought, would do a little bit more at Arizona State than he's done so far. He's been he's been fine, but he's not he's been— He's still a sophomore that, that you know did, did not get very much coaching last year as a true freshman. Now He's averaging just shy of 10 points per game, but not bad. he'd scored double digits in every game before um, they lost to BYU, who's really good. And BYU killed him, beat him by 28, and he didn't score in that game. So I think Kamari will be fine, but he leads them in scoring at eight point eight points per game. I've got him at eleven point seven. Yeah, it's eight point eight. What what crap website are you on that don't just even, doesn't update after three even, games? Don't even ask. Is on Sports Reference? Of course it is. It is three, it, and they've got a three game here. It's but, four. They've oh. played four games. When did they play today? Yesterday. 
Oh, so sports reference, it takes him eight. He is their third leading scorer at 8.8 points per game. He was their first going into that game, then. Right. God, just use a, use a good website. He hates that website. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 they did something to you, right? They're just wrong all the time. Are they the ones that put you at five foot five on IMBD or IMDB? IMDB, no. <laughs> that had to have been Patrick. Um, Still mad. When I saw that on air, I was oh, I almost died laughing. It was so good. I'm like, it's the only, they have two facts about me. Like, here's the link to his website, and he's five five and a half. <laughs> that was it. A half is that yeah, what it was? The half makes it even worse. It's, it's yeah. like it's like I did it myself, and I'm trying to brag. I'm, I'm actually five six. <laughs> I'm wearing lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five five and a half. Uh, Texas. I don't like the fact that the game was at the same time as OSU Michigan Governor's Cup featuring a top ten team should be a standalone game. I will say this game is getting like zero attention nationally, which I, I would I, never get the attention nationally. I mean, there was a time where you you kind of have like when there was a fight or something going on, but we also haven't had like many of these games where either team has been ranked, let alone a team ranked in the top ten. Like I, I saw the Athletics newsletter; they did a thing where they led with like the, the the tough games for the playoff contenders, and they had a little snippet about every game. They even had a snippet about Iowa and Nebraska. There wasn't one word about Louisville, Kentucky. And, and it, like whatever happens in this game, you're right, is going to be completely just overshadowed by whatever happens in Ohio State, Michigan. Nobody's going to be talking about anything else. Yeah, yeah, we would like you get highlights at halftime of those games. They'll, they'll be showing more Michigan and Ohio State highlights of their own game. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, it's, I mean, I guess like the only time maybe this game had any – Probably the only two times we got the most national spotlight was the Lynn Bowden game because they beat us so badly and only took two pass attempts and it's that was, was bad. That, was, that was one of the worst ones. And and maybe the, like one of the Lamar games probably, like whether the, the one he came he came in and we came back and beat him. But I, one, of, one of those two because of Lamar obviously. So uh, yeah, outside of that, yeah, I don't see these. This I mean that's fine. I'm not really worried about it. I don't need the spotlight. You know, we've still never had this game happen where both teams have been in the top twenty-five. Now, when they do it to our basketball game, that's pissed off because I mean yeah but you know that's what I'm saying they had never had the two teams in the top 25 at the same time never happened uh yeah I believe it we've had so we've been ranked one two three four five six seven this will be the seventh time we've been ranked against them they've been ranked twice just 2021 and then 2018 and this is AP rankings we actually were ranked in in 2021 and they weren't according to the CFP rankings which is hilarious because they killed us but We've had a lot of good teams playing against mm-hmm. teams that have not been thought of as good for them. And when they've been good recently, we obviously have been a little bit down. I would like, at least at one point in time, don't get me wrong, I want UK to win every, to lose every game they ever play. Mm-hmm. But I would, it would be cool for the rivalry's sake if like we had a, I don't know, like number four Louisville versus number seven Kentucky. That'd be a hell of a lot of fun. It'd be nice to have this game being in somewhat of a spotlight. I mean, we'd have a better chance at this point in, in the rivalry game of getting both ranked teams is, is playing in the beginning of the season than the end. The end at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, and that is, that is yes, a knock towards Kentucky. Uh, Texas says, lyrics to the little Smurf boy. Here we go. What is the little Smurf? When the cats come in, they will have to bow at our snobby feet per rumpa pum I don't <laughs> think your cadence is right. <laughs> After the first quarter, they'll want to retreat per rumpa pum We will use our finest glasses to drink Cardinale. Mark Stoops will have a day of hell. When the cats come in, they'll bow at our snobby feet. You can't put me in that spot, man. You got to make sure that the cadence works. 
Texas says, Mark Few, got to make him say no. There's the got to make him say ah, no. Guy. See, that, that, see that, that's right back. Let's get to Mark Few. I like that one. That's a good one. What are the odds that one of the persons, people that this guy lists, winds up being our next head coach? Well, at some point, it probably will be. I mean, because, I mean, not right at this, when we get like maybe a few more weeks into this. So far, we've got coaches that are active and alive. We've got Tom Izzo. <laughs> well, there's only one dead. So. We've got Izzo and few are the only active. Well, Greg Popovich technically is still coaching. But he's, he's, he's in the NBA. I thought you were going to say he's technically still alive. <laughs> he's, well, he's both alive and coaching. He's he's walking, right? But then, so, then again, so did Bernie in, in, in that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then Coach K and Roy Williams, who have, are retired, and then Bob Knight, who is is deceased, are, are the the guys that this this person has listed. <laughs> Texture says, "I'm sorry, Mike, but watching the Lions lose is a part of my family's Thanksgiving tradition. Go Pack, go and go Cards, beat UK." One yeah. of their last wins I looked up, I forgot, was when y'all uh, beat the crap out of us. Your last win you said was a 16. You yeah. beat us in 15. You actually won back to back, 15 and 16. Cool. I don't want to talk about the Lions right now. <laughs> Focus on Louisville. We got to play the Bills tomorrow. I mean, Sunday. I'm, my my, my week, days is kind of screwed up because of the Thursday off. I know. That's the way it works. I was talking to somebody at the thing. I was like, I can't wait to play the game tomorrow. I was like, you mean Saturday? I'm like, oh, yeah. There are, I feel like a lot of people last night were like, yeah, big game tomorrow. And I'm like, eh, it's two days, but yeah. I know. It's the same way. Texture says 502-414-1450. Uh, for a team that struggled with EKU this season, UK fans sure are cocky about the schedules. Yeah, I mean, did they? Yeah, right. they did have a little bit of issues with KU, didn't they? I mean, I don't think anybody's arguing that UK plays a tougher schedule than us. But like, no. you know, I mean, like Mississippi Valley State plays a tougher non-conference basketball schedule than we do. It doesn't mean that they're better than us. They just play a bunch of teams that kick the crap out of them. So, no, nah, I think one thing TJ and me disagreed on was he said Missouri was better than any team that on our schedule. I don't know if I, I mean I like Missouri, but I don't know if Missouri's really that much far ahead of maybe a healthy Duke team, which we didn't get after a chance. To I think play. their name's better than Missouri, and I, or I mean I think they're okay. He was like Missouri would beat you. I'm like we play them ten times. I think we could win. I think we'd win seven. I agree with that. I mean, I, they, you know, I think we're a semi-even team, but to say they're clearly ahead is I think just kind of a little bit of hate in there. I mean, and is Missouri even really in the SEC? They're a Big Twelve <laughs> team. Don't don't give them the SEC bias. They don't. They haven't earned it yet. And South Carolina sucks. And, you know. South Carolina's terrible. Tennessee, I think, is a little. Yeah. I mean, Missouri's like, like you know they. I guess if you want to say, well, we have one common opponent. They pounded Virginia, and you guys barely beat Virginia. That's that's no, that's not who who's somebody barely beat Tennessee barely beat or beat Virginia handily, and we barely beat them. Missouri's one non-conference win is over K State. Who is? I mean, that's, that's yeah, and that was the game. That was a, a that was the 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 kicker kicked like a sixty yarder to win it. Well, that kicker's awesome. Yeah, I know. He's fat and he's intense. I love oh, him. He's, he wears ninety two. It's awesome. I'd yeah. love for that guy to yeah. be on my team. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate. I can't hate on the kicker. He's great. I mean, I love to have him just because the way Brock's been kicking too. It'd be nice to have him a little bit. I feel like Missouri just gets a lot of credit for playing Georgia close at Georgia. I think Missouri's good. I'm not saying that they, they're not any good. I think they are a good team. I just, I think they're. That that they are a good team, and we're a good team. So to say that they're clearly better than us because we're both good is, I think, uh, kind of dumb. Ooh, by the way, the Jets just had a pick six. Ooh, good because they weren't going to score any other way. No, pick six near the <laughs> end of the of the first half. They now trail the Dolphins ten to six, pending the extra point here. Oh, and they just missed the extra point. <laughs> Greg Zerline misses the extra point. Greg the leg. The Dolphins lead ten to six now with fifty eight seconds Who to go in the first half. The, Tyreek. Okay, 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 yeah. Got in fantasy. That's one. big game for me. You know, you know, it's not your team. All you care about is who, who got the score. That's what I need. You see a touchdown on the board, like who scored it? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> got a big game going here. 
Big game this weekend. I'm in first. Congratulations. So three weeks away from a regular season title, securing some money in the number one seat for the playoffs. And you're not, so you're not getting uh, kicked out next year. Definitely not getting relegated. Dan, Dan, oh, Dan is 100% getting relegated. Oh, po- he podcast is? Trevor's gone. He's he's two games out from the oh, light spot. He's, no. he's got like far and below the, the least amount of points in the league. He's done. Who do who do who do uh, poop the bed when drafting? Who was his bad pick? Do you know? Do you know? Everybody. His draft grade was an F. Uh, <laughs> although mine was actually an F this year too. But he. His he team, had, his team sucks. He had to, yeah. I'm saying, what do you think? Justin Jefferson, probably, maybe. No, I, 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 I know who's got Jefferson. It's not him. Uh, his team, they've got. I mean, he's starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback right now. Well, that's. You know. He's got I me. Mean, yeah, his his team. I think he just drafted poorly. That happens. You, you swing and miss on those first couple. Of first I'm looking rounds. at his team and I can't figure out who his top pick was now. Because, because <laughs> You're I'm like, now, it had to be somebody he could have had it like. Put on IR or something because they're injured? Probably, or? but I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I just, all these guys suck. These all look like eighth-round draft picks. He's <laughs> doing like, like Saquon Barkley maybe first or something? or but, yeah, Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember. It, it, it's just Who's his best player on his roster according to you? It's just more fun to point and laugh at him at this point because <laughs> his team sucks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who's the best player on his team? Tony Pollard? <laughs> he could, that's a second-round pick probably. I guess he does have Jonathan Taylor. But that's who he, he might have taken number one. In there. I can't imagine he did. That was when he was still holding out. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy. <laughs> yeah, his team sucks. There's no way around it. They're terrible. I've got some bad teams this year too. I can't. I can't talk too much. He's gonna have to pick up a new winter hobby. Um, <laughs> it's not gonna be baseball. Yeah, Tony Pollard was his first pick. Okay, wow. And then Garrett Wilson, he went second. That's and then T Higgins. Now you are a keeper league, so there were some. No, we're not. Oh, you got rid of that? We never had it. Well, how the hell do you take? What, 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 how many teams in your league? Twenty. Ten. You mean he he felt Tony Parr was the tenth best player? Ninth. <laughs> he drafted poorly. He's in last. He's paying. Oh, he, he, he's <laughs> off all winter now. I think poorly might be an understatement for this one, D- Danny. Dude, come on. The texture says, "I'm with your boy. I'm with you, boys. Work the first half of the day. Currently, thirty feet up on an extension ladder, cleaning gutters. Let's go, cards." And sends a picture of himself thirty feet up. More God, God, good speed. Be safe up there. Don't take pictures. Don't text the text line from thirty feet up. You're like you're gonna die. Yeah, and when you get done, come to my house because I've never cleaned my gutters. That's the least shocking thing that you've ever said on the show. <laughs> I get Alex to do it. The vision that I have of you on the ladder cleaning your gutters actually is is. I mean, I'd kill for it. Do you clean your gutters? I have cleaned my gutters before. You have cleaned them before, but do you do it regularly or do you pay somebody to do it? We we now pay somebody. To do it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, I mean, you're saying you. I do. I pay some. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not delusional as if I know how to do it. We we have the. So I'm not getting up on that ladder. You think dude, men who weigh over 300 pounds do not get on ladders? We've gotten to the point now. So the first round of leaves for our, our two trees, like we'll take care of that. Like we rake them. We have like a leaf service. All you have to do is rake them to the end of the uh, to the street, and that's they, nice. They pick them up. It's great. It's awesome. But we have these two like two of our neighbors have huge trees that are always like the last ones to shed. Like there's a ginkgo tree next to us, and they like that huge tree behind us, and they, all of their leaves come in our yard, and they don't like they're just now starting to drop. So it's like it'll be like early December when all those and I'm like I don't want it. I'm not, take, not taking care of all that. Like the leaves are everywhere. So the last couple of years we've just hired somebody to take care of that. See, and I, I think we've had this discussion before. I've got the one tree in my yard, but it's, I mean it's it was planted when the neighborhood was built. Excuse me, back in like the the, the forties or whatever. So it's it's on its last limb a little bit. And it doesn't doesn't leave off a lot of, of of leaves, but yet. I get leaves in my yard, and I know it's because the people across the street who use a leaf blower 
If it's in your yard. And they have, and they have two giant trees in their yard that have not yet died. We all, Every house in my neighborhood had four trees, two front, two back. Multiple houses have different numbers of trees now because some have been taken down and yada, yada. There's your first drink. And three of our four have been. But they still have their two in their front yard. And I know, and, and for years, and I think I brought this up last year, like, how should I confront, because I'm about confronting them about it. I think I brought it up on the show. And I never got to do it because I'm a wimp. But they blow all their leaves, and then, and then I, because I have to, then I have to pay my guy to come in and clean the, the, the rake the leaves out because I'm lazy, and it's just like, I don't know. I, at some point, I feel like going to buy an elite blower, just blowing them right back in his yard, and just start playing like leaf chicken with him. Borrow mine. Can I? Sure. Cool. Yeah. You're not gonna do it though. <laughs> I'd love to see you working a leaf blower too. I just want to see you outside doing stuff. I could do a leaf blower, like like a weed cutter. I think I'd be scared to do because I'd probably lose a toe weed or something. Weed cutter. Yeah, you know, those things that like the has a little little string and it's it a weed eater. No, I, I well I'm, I do that already. Um, it's the, not going to cut your toe off, by the way. <laughs> how do you know? It's, the See how fast is, that thing goes. The string is not strong enough to sever a toe. Really? Because it'll it hurt. hurt. It'll hurt. I, I've had my finger severed by a screen door closing. I think I could get it cut by a weed eater. I've nicked an ankle with the with the weed eater. It doesn't feel great. <laughs> so if, so it's so not going to kill. It's not so if, kill I, you. if I turn on the weed eater, will you put your toe at it? Will you let me hit your toe with it? Yeah, for a, a, a reasonable price. The price of a ride to the hospital to have your toe reattached? It's not going to cut your toe <laughs> off. It's not. It, those aren't blades that are spinning around. String. It, it hurts. It cuts, it cuts. I'm not arguing it doesn't hurt. I'm it just saying it's not going to sever weed, your toe. If it can cut a weed, it can cut a toe. <laughs> Could a weed or sever a toe? That's, that might have to be the first time anyone's ever Googled that, right? <laughs> I mean, it'll hurt. But I ever looked at like your search history after a show with me and be like, what did y'all talk about? Probably. <laughs> I try to forget the moment I walk out of here. I'm like, I leave everything just here. Like, I don't just don't think about what happened for those three hours. <laughs> Texture says, who can name more emojis? Micro Trevor. Also, I had two dreams about us losing the UK. The vibes are off. I don't, the vibes are off all over the place. I don't like this. Oh, so that we had the other. Uh, he said it was the emoji guy again. Texture. Yeah. Okay. And then it says, we really are last year's TCU. Lots of close wins, except we won't make the playoffs because that pit loss and the anti-ACC bias. Hopefully we can pull out one more huge win tomorrow. This also is like the first year in a long time where there's been so little chaos. I mean, Florida State could go 13-0 and and miss the playoffs. So, you know, it's it's yeah. like TCU got a little bit of help. They lost their conference championship game last year and still got in. But they only got in because a bunch of teams lost around them. Like, like they had the perfect storm to get in. And and still, like you know, there were people advocating for a two-loss Alabama team to be in over them. So, if we were in their situation last year, we would have a better shot. I think that they we probably wouldn't get in. They played a tougher schedule than we did. So, it's just a it's bad luck for us to be a year ahead of, the, of schedule on this. I mean, imagine this game. We're already nervous about losing the UK tomorrow, or or you know, UK fans are nervous about losing to us for the first time in, in six years and all that stuff. Imagine the stakes if. There was a 12-team playoff right oh, now, man. and we were number number 10 in the CFP rankings. Or what if we were just undefeated right now just in this current situation? Yeah, I mean, you, you like we'd still be worried about being left out because you know, it'd be 12-0 Florida State versus 12-0 Louisville potentially, and there'd be no guarantee that we, I mean, we, either one of us would make I the mean, playoff. we'd be, what, number six probably in the BCS? We'd be six or seven instead of ten. I would guess we'd be six. Yeah. Maybe they would have one loss Oregon ahead of us. But that would work itself out because. You but know, we could we could easily have a situation where we could still play our way in by like dominating Florida State and. and but I'm know. just saying, if UK beats us, like there's like a point 
five percent chance at this point that that's going to keep us out of the playoff. Like, like there's the, the path is very very minimal. But if they had beaten us a year from now in the same exact situation, I mean that would be the biggest gut punch of all time. Like they would we we would be able to be like, okay, they they kept us out of the playoff. We'd have no chance to even if we beat Florida State the next week yeah, to jump into one of the top. Like, we'd have to be like top nine to earn one of the spots. It would definitely minimize the insults of keeping them out of a bowl game. Well, I guess I take that back because because next year conference champions get an automatic bid, so we would be we'd still be okay. Like yeah, that would be suck it. it'd be a bigger deal to play in the conference championship game, but in a different scenario, we're gonna do we're gonna win that this year. God, it'd be so cool. Oh, I, I'm. I'm I, I'm literally more nervous. <laughs> Seriously, and then you can claim the Jordan Travis thing, but I'm more nervous for tomorrow's game than I would be for I am for the ACC title game. Nervous, yeah, because we're a favorite. If you beat Florida State yeah. and you're a touchdown underdog, I know that Travis is out. We're still anywhere from a six to seven point underdog in that game. Plus, we it kind of feels like you've like people expect us to lose that game. Nobody expects us. Not many people expect us to lose this one. And I just don't hang around a lot of FSU fans. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's like lose more stay yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot more to lose when it comes to our mental health with the, with this UK game than I think there would be with Florida State for uh, sure. Javon Holland, I believe, went to Oregon. I think 99 yard interception return, Miami up seven for the Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> and that's 99. The, did they miss the field goal too? I guess it went, I don't know. It's 17 six now. Oh, I've got 16 six here. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't say no. It says Sanders extra point is good. So I it just popped up for me. Yeah. Interesting half. Very interesting half. What are the Jets doing? Pathetic. Let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the Thornton's text line as we count down the hours until Louisville versus Kentucky tomorrow at LNN Stadium, bringing the cup back. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. Matt Dennison here inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers. Interview downtown Louisville. Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Here with you on the day of Thanksgiving, a day after Thanksgiving. We're live, ready to go, doing it for the people, here for you, getting you ready for the Cards versus the Cats tomorrow. We got a couple of college football games going on right now, uh, as well, a couple of ranked college football games. Pertinent to our interest here, if you're still scoreboard watching, we were just talking about Missouri. They do lead Arkansas 7 0 in the first quarter. They're driving again now, they're at the Arkansas 7 yard line, looking to go ahead by two scores. Number 23, Tulane which is looking to land that group of five spot in the in a New Year's Six game. They trail UTSA at home right now 10-7 to as the second quarter just kicks off. If we are still scoreboard watching tonight, Texas Tech is at Texas on seven at 7.30 on ABC. The Longhorns are a 14.5-point favorite. Also tonight, Penn State on the road taking on Michigan State, 7.30 on NBC. And then Oregon State on the road taking on number 6, Oregon, 8.30 on Fox. There's a lot of – I mean – They've really loaded up the day after Thanksgiving schedule. It used to always just be Texas versus Texas A&M and then Nebraska versus Colorado. Now you've got a ton of ranked college football teams. You've got college basketball. you got an NFL game, which is new. It's all happening. 
Well, they had to do something when they took away our robbery games. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Like, Imagine what they have to do next year because all the rivalry games are going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're like, well, it's, you know, like the divorced parents. It's like, yeah, you know, get the, you know, parents are divorced, but here's an extra toy. I mean, this is like, like let's. By the way, did you see how that, that interception we talked about the Dolphins? I haven't see seen it yet. It was it was the Jets throwing a Hail Mary just for, for fun at the end of the half. Oh, my God. And he picked it off at the goal line and then ran it back for a touchdown. That's hilarious. Is there anything that's, that's Jets one Pure Jets. Yeah. Just pure only, Jets. Only like the Jets are like the lines that could happen to it. 100% uncut Jets. <laughs> that's, that's what they are. That's what that is. Missouri kicks a field goal to go up 10 nothing. Uh, one thing that we have not talked about when it comes to this year's game, you know, there's all this talk about the SEC, the, their schedule is locked in for next year, but they could potentially go to the nine-game conference schedule starting in 2025, which would mean... Kentucky probably is going to drop the Louisville series. This could be the last time that we host UK in football for a very long time. And I know the rivalry has gone their way. It is staggered. Do you know the last time that we beat them at home? Uh, was that like 15 or something or something? Close. 6 17? Six, 2014. 14? Okay, 17 was on there. The Kyle Bolin game. The first yeah. year that the game moved to the very end of the season is the last time that we beat them at home. We lost them in 2016, the Lamar game. We lost them in 2018 when we were losing to everybody by a billion points. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then COVID pushed the, the the 2020 game back to 2021, and that's when we came in with a little bit of hope, and we were favored slightly, and and we got blown out by we, 31. We, we remember, yeah, we remember. We know. Like that's, it, it's been. Think about where you were in your life at 2014. I mean, Mary and I had been married for like three months at, at that point, not even close to having kids very new to wasn't even doing radio full-time at that point this is before Ramsey and Rutherford started like that's the last time that we beat UK at home which I, is I crazy doing a show with Nick Coffey at that point yeah I mean we were all in very very I mean, it's almost a decade I, I was ago. doing a show with Perrin actually very very different places in all of our lives for sure it's just kind of nuts to think about that that's the last time it's been, been a long time it's been a while shouldn't have left you we won without a dope beat the stuff game too. at PCSJ Totally wrong. <laughs> Papa Cardinal Stadium, Johns. That's what you just said. But wow, don't make fun of my dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, college basketball happening right now. By the way, number twenty-three USC leads Oklahoma thirty-nine thirty-six at halftime. Number six Houston is all over Montana thirty to ten in the first half. Kelvin Sampson's got himself another squad. They're good. They're real good. Right. I literally was wondering if that was basketball or football. That's football. I mean, okay. ba- it's basketball. I mean. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Basketball. I mean, with a Houston basketball score, I'm like, is this, which sport are you talking about here? <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I didn't say this earlier. Allow me to say it now. Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals all football season long. Yeah. Only for Refreshing Rewards program members. Download the Refreshing Rewards app on your phone. Very easy to do. Just search Thornton's. Or search refreshing rewards. You should be finding it in no time, and you'll be saving money at the pump and saving money inside anytime you stop into one of these areas. Ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Let me listen. Whether you're blue or you're red, either way, Thornton's got your back with all the great beer you can buy. Don't care how hard it is. What, 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 whether you're going to be drinking in celebration or drinking away your depression, better. They got your back. And don't do the Kevin Harden thing. It's like, it's a great day out here for both the red and the blue. And everyone's, boo! <laughs> he died to a lot of us that day. Uh, do all that and then text us at 502-414-1450. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, drink all that beer and then text us. Texture says, 
The aggressive indifference toward offensive momentum in the Iowa-Nebraska game is outrageous. Chubba Purdy just threw a pick. This was an hour ago when that game was still happening. Iowa victorious in a thrilling 13-10 contest there. (laughs) It's a high-scoring game for them. Texture says, so Mike, you all are going to do Christmases in fell swoop. (laughs) Trevor door dashes while he's stuck in the window. Is is it a Bargazzi reference? One fell swoop. I don't think you know what that statement means. Uh, where, 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 what's that reference to? I know I, I saw it somewhere. Nate Bargatze's stand-up, they have, he has a spiel where his wife is, Oh, yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's like, she'll I, just say I, something I, she doesn't know. And she's like, we're going to do we're gonna do Christmas. Like, yeah. We're, through, we're, yeah. She's like, we're, we're going to knock it out in one fell swoop. We'll go to my parents' house. We're going to spend the night there. We're going to go back home. Then we'll go to your parents a couple days later. And he's like, I don't think you know what that, that phrase means. I know. I knew I'd seen that somewhere. I have seen that stand-up bit. Okay. I knew, I knew it, was, it was ringing a bell. It was going to drive me nuts ringing a bell. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the me stuck in the window. <laughs> I gotta, I'm, I, I can confirm the key is in the door here, so I can get out right now. And they also they put a sign on the other studio too that's, that has like in all caps like "Do not close." So it's not just you; they're not just doing. <laughs> I think Troy heard her say that because nobody even used that other studio anymore. I think he just felt bad. I don't know. Mine just says Trevor. It's like Trevor, <laughs> See, I'm not the only producer here that uses the studio. I don't have Scooter Gary on there. I wonder if Scoots because. Scoots has this morning was his first time like experiencing the door. Like I'm glad he figured out how to get out. Like wonder if I'd taken it'd been a mean prank for me to take the key out and like <laughs> him come in this morning because we would have been the last ones here when uh, before yeah. he came in and then just have him see if he actually shut the door. What the hell, Trevor? But it does have a didn't that sign would make sense at least for him. I wanted. I, I peeked in at the because Bill's not here today. Who does the WJIE traffic? Their studio is like so much so nice. I oh, peeked in. I was like, can we just do the show here at the couch? I mean, see, he's like in a couch. Get a couch. I mean, it's bad enough. And Andy got Andy got the Andy got the door with the window in it too. It's like he's got, he's got everything. Yeah, he's like got a TV in there that works. Luxurious. Yeah, my, I've got the TV on the ground over here. It's so spacious. Like that studio is probably bigger than our two, both of ours combined. I might move in there if I was allowed to. I just live there. Just sleep there. <laughs> I was just going to crash at the house where the offices are now. It's a great little house. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't think you have a key for it, though. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> Texture says, y'all missed it. Nebraska picked off Iowa with 40 seconds, uh, 40 seconds, and then Purdue threw a pick back to Iowa, and Iowa hit the game-winning field goal. Most Nebraska finish ever. He meant Purdy, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if Purdue threw a pick, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> they played a mark inside you. Texture says, thank God y'all are on the air. I love my family, but I need a sanity break. Thank you. <laughs> wow. We're the sanity break? <laughs> Sorry about that. That is bad. <laughs> Everybody, I'm, look, a lot of people are in the same boat. If you're, like, the good thing about getting older and, like, doing Thanksgiving with my family when they're still, still in the same city, and I love my family. Like, like, I would have no problem being around them. But like I just need a break from it's not them like I need a break from everybody like if, if I'm around anybody for too long like I need I need I need a little personal no, I'm, space I'm with you and so like Thanksgiving in years where we're there it's like oh we're over there at like four thirty we're eating at five we're out by like eight o'clock with the kids and like you know just there's never too much but like I've got friends that are do it like that have family that's out of state and so like either they're going to stay with them for three days or their family's coming to them and they're staying with them for three days. And like they're, yeah, I've got friends that are in the same place where they're like, I just, I need, I'm taking like an hour walks with a dog just to get away. This week, cause I was talking to my uncle, cause you know how we lost Pittsburgh cause I had to go do the family thing. That was on my you. My cousin was, yeah, in Benjamin, Japan. And like his, my uncle was telling me this, I don't know even why we got into the subject, but you saying the, you know, the family kind of being there for long periods made me think about this. 
Just tell me how his, his, his I guess, uh, what would you call his his son's wife's parent in laws? I guess the, the in laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in town for that same mo- for that same party. And he's like, they stayed for a week. That's a long. Time. I was like, that's a long. Like, that's a long. I mean, I know, time. I know, baseball doesn't have a lot of hotels. I was like, he's like, it's not that. He's like, they only live like a ninety minutes away. Like, why the hell were they there all week? He's like, I don't know. It's too long. He's like, I went to the hotel. I'm like, he just left your own house. <laughs> I was like, I can't blame you personally. I didn't realize how long I was there except my Thanksgiving. I was there for like three hours yesterday. It went by fast. It went by really fast. I was having a good time. Three hours isn't that long. It's with my family. Well. I've got my my best friends at Disney World with his uh his some of his extended family and he's like yeah he's like last night I lost it it was the first time where I was like I've got I've got to get very drunk to deal with this they're leaving today he's like he's like, he's like more than three days at Disney I just can't do it I've also told some people some people I know went to uh, Churchill Downs for uh, for uh, Derby a lot of people do that I didn't know that was a thing either like oh yeah it's a big thing and apparently like like Thanksgiving other than Derby like Thanksgiving Mother's Day it's like it's two most Busy days. We've gone for Mother's Day before. It was, it was. Uh, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was wonderful. Yeah. I was also confused too. But, I mean, Father's Day guess, but I didn't, I didn't expect Mother's Day to be on that list. Well, I don't think they're running during Father's Day. Oh, they don't. No. Okay. Texture says five zero two. That is five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Hey guys, three quick points. Okay. One, I can't see anything else but a blowout U of L win by fifteen to twenty points. Help bring me back down to earth, please. No, I like it. Two, I'm genuinely worried about losing somebody for the Florida State game due to a dirty play or ejected for reacting to normal UK antics. I hope we're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Three, I'm so pumped and confident because the area of being bullied by UK is over. That should be the balancing factor. We proved that by going into Miami and winning. Go Cards. Beat UK. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk him down to earth because I think he's already, his feet are pretty much on the ground for number one. Uh, number two, I think you brought it up, and I think it's a great point where we look at the Miami into the Miami game of genuinely making you feel confident that we won't react back against UK for their antics. Number two, and number three, you should be pumped up because we're going to beat UK and we're going to beat Florida State. <sighs> this has the potential to be a really fun few weeks here. Oh yeah, I mean, beat UK, beat Florida State, see where you fall in like the bowl uh, bowl situation. Potentially go into Miami for the Orange Bowl against. A really top flight opponent. Like this could be, this could be a lot of fun. I mean, and, and a lot of people are rejecting it, and I almost kind of want the Orange Bowl against Ohio State. I mean, you can't tell me that, that, that Greg doesn't want revenge for that 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 twenty to nineteen loss in, in nineteen ninety two. So every projection out there right now has us in the Orange Bowl against either Ohio State, or, Florida, I mean Michigan or Alabama. <laughs> out of those three, who would you rather play? Oh, uh, well, for personal reasons, Ohio State a little bit, just because I would like to. Yeah, I, I want to. That's it's a big win. That's, that'd be a great win. Plus. Be nice to shut up Ryan Day a little bit, um, like in terms of like what we'd have the better chance at winning. I was, honestly, maybe Ohio State as well amongst that group. I think it's a tough one. I, Alabama's the one I don't want to play. I think Alabama would probably crush us. And we've already beaten Alabama in a BCS game. Yeah, I mean we never beat Michigan, and I, I do like beating Michigan because have we ever played Michigan? It is the cesspool of the world. Oh, we I don't think we've ever played Michigan. Have, have we never played them? I'd be willing to bet. Is the 92 game the only game against Ohio State? Or did we play them like in the 80s or something? I think we've played like Ohio State like twice. Okay. I know I get 92. I just remember that last one. It was 92, right? It was 91. I think you're right, 92. Yeah, I'm almost positive 92. Um, Yeah, we've never played Michigan. Wow. That'd be fun. That would be okay. We get a lot of attention, too, because all the hardball stuff. Yeah. Will he be come back for that game, I guess? Uh, I think he is. I think he's. Uh, I think they didn't they appeal it. I think or it's something? a regular. I think it's just a regular season. Yeah, suspension. he's he's back. I know. I think I don't know if he can play any. Yeah, because the last game he's suspended for is the game this week. Yeah, 
Yeah. We lost to Ohio State twice, by the way, 91 and 92, back-to-back years. Oh, we did? Okay, so the first one they probably crushed us. 92 was the one we lost. We went for two and didn't get it. The first? No, actually, both games were close. Oh, really? 91, we lost 23-15, to 15, and then 92, we lost 20-19. to 19. Yeah. That was Herb Street versus Brom. Mm-hmm. See, I, the Brahms want revenge. They want Ohio State too. I, they hate Kirk oh, Herbstreit. We'll crush Ohio State if we play them. We're gonna, we're just gonna pull because they'll, they'll be like, we don't care about being here. Marvin Harrison Jr. probably won't play. It also would be revenge for the 2006 national title game we should have had. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I just said something I just didn't think about. Harrison probably won't even play. Yeah, was well, he? He's a junior, right? Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a top three pick. If it's if it's not the national championship game or a uh, playoff game, he's probably not gonna play. He won't be the only one either. And, you know, he probably won't. The other receiver probably won't play either. Um, uh, Muga, whatever his name is, who's a top a first round pick as well. Yeah, they got some. I mean, whoever we play, if it's Alabama, Michigan, or Ohio State, it's safe to assume that they're going to have multiple players that sit out that game. Michigan, maybe not as much because I don't know where like JJ McCarthy. Or They'll have some guys. Corum, I don't know where they're. they're They've got like the best offensive line in the country. That's true. They're going to have dudes that sit out for Probably. sure. <clears throat> uh, Texture says. Jesus, the analogies from Kelsey should come with a pre-warning to mute your device. <laughs> yes, they should. I, I th- First of all, I can't get mad at that person because he's the one that, that told me about reminding me it was Rick Henry that went to Wyoming from Wagner, so I, I still love you. But, uh, I mean, I, if you're listening to the show, I think that should be, like, anytime my voice comes on, should be a warning, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. I've had worse. Well, yeah. That was a good one, actually. It's not saying something, but yeah. <laughs> Texas this is my wife's first time listening to the oh, show. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. And Trevor used the getting farted on by a beautiful woman during sex analogy. And she lied. It was hilarious, didn't she? I also said right before that, die hard here. Let's go, cats. <laughs> well, there goes one UK man that's going to stop listening now, I guess. Now we've weeding them out. <laughs> Just <laughs> by assuming their significant others are listening to us. Texas says beating UK is far more important than winning the ACC title game or any bowl game. We've lost five of six, and we don't even know how much longer the series will be played. Nothing else the rest of this year really matters. I could not disagree more with that. I know. It, it, that That is true to you and me and Joe the Plumber. You don't have no idea the impact, like, recruiting-wise, that is completely wrong that is. Like, you beat Florida State and win a bowl, you know, a Orange Bowl or Ohio State. Then you don't have to worry about losing to Kentucky a seventh out of eight time because our, our recruiting is going to be so good we're just going to start smoking them. I mean, think about this. That's such a a localized view. Like here, maybe I would even disagree with that locally. But if you want to say that, then it's very much just a like a micro focus nationally. Like we said earlier, Ohio State and Michigan is going on at the same time as this Louisville Kentucky game. Nobody pays attention to this game, whether we win or we lose. Like they'll maybe see the score if we lose and be like, oh, you know, Louisville lost. They're out of the top ten now. But nobody's watching this game. We are on the same if level we, as Purdue and Indiana to the national spotlight. Yeah, I would say, wouldn't say that, but not, yeah, not we, far off. We, but like nobody's going to watch the game live. Yeah. Like, like they'll pay attention to the score and maybe look at the highlights, but it's not going to to resonate with anybody. Next week, if we're playing a twelve and zero Florida State team that needs to win and get in to the playoff or have a shot to get in the playoff, and we beat them, I, I mean everybody's talking about. It. Everybody's watching that game. Everyone's focused on that game. Everyone's discussing that game. It will have. I, I mean. 25 times as many eyeballs on it and 25 times as much impact for our overall brand than beating UK would be. Like the way I said it, we did a podcast earlier today, and I said, you know, the last four losses to them, they've been depressing because they've just kind of kicked our ass. And that's been sad to see a program that I felt like for the bulk of my life, we've been better than just look so superior to us. It's been sad. If we were to lose this one, 
I don't think it's depressing. I, I think we still feel good about the direction of the program and Jeff Brom being the guy, and we've got another game to play to get excited about. It's annoying is the word. You deal with that annoyance for the entire year of them being like, oh, yeah, congrats on your double-digit win season. How'd that game go again? Like, we will never lose to you again. Like, that talk will continue for 12 months. And then you also get the annoyance at a national level of people being like, yeah, Louisville won 10 games with their schedule sucked. When they finally ran into a team with SEC level size and SEC level physicality, they folded, and it wasn't even a good SEC team. So winning this game, it brings about a lot of joy, but it also, maybe more importantly, avoids a lot of annoyance. And that's what this is about, I think. We we need to, I, I can't deal with that annoyance for another year. I, I Yes. Your boy stays there, texted in. Speaking of annoyance. You should not worry about Kentucky in any way trying to start stuff. They are so in this one, they will shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> Don't you say <laughs> I told you, he's gone from the – you should have heard him before the Georgia game. Like, just it's, it's almost like it's, it's like watching the like, opposite of evolution. Like, he's just going backwards in his love of this team in Benjamin Button style. <laughs> Saber actually ripped off a bunch of texts here. He said, Mike, I never had a daughter, but your picture of your daughter makes me wish I had one. Oh, yeah, go Cats. He, he's referring to the, the, the four years ago Virginia's first game. Her intensity. Yeah, yeah he texts me. Great he, picture. He sent me that. He texted to me and goes, is this daughter leaving a dump? I'm like, <laughs> she actually got in, we, we'd just scored. Like oh. as we we're taking a selfie at the game, and like she is startled, but she made that face and like in that instant, and it looks like she's like it looks like she's dropping a tooth. It looks like she's like come on, like she's like just way more intense than the rest of us, and like she's self. Yeah, she was. It was a very very funny picture. Uh, he also says, "Who will lose by more in the rivalry game, Kentucky football or Louisville basketball?" And then says, "Can Trevor play one song since COVID?" Okay, today is an exception because I'm playing all pumped up songs, and we know the last two songs are going to be anyway. Yeah, the the, the, the five o'clock hours is, is set. set yeah, so and yes, I played, I played, I played the uh, the, the 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 Doja Cat song the other day. That song's brand damn new. It was like two weeks ago, but yeah. Okay, and but it just came out, so I played it. Come on, that did happen. It did. <laughs> you can confirm it. Texas says things better than UK football is having the family brawl at Thanksgiving because half the family is KP Mafia. I didn't have the we didn't have any KP Mafia. All, uh, I was the only Louisville fan though at, at, my, at my really family. yeah the only one yeah pretty well I mean my mom kind of other than I mean because Olivia's I mean that's that's my uncle Bill's side they're all UK and his she married Nate he's UK. Uh, George, my uncle, he, my Judy's wife, husband, he doesn't really, he doesn't have a, he's from Ohio, so, but he's not really a Buckeye fan either. He just, he likes football, but doesn't really have a favorite team. How do you do that? Um, he's just not a big, it's probably so much more of a healthy way to live. I just can't imagine it. He's more, he's more of an outdoorsy guy. He like rides like dirt bikes. And but I mean, the, he likes football. He likes football. He likes the Browns. I mean, but he just doesn't like watch football religiously and, and, and our sports in general, really. I can't grasp it either. Like my entire life, from like the, my earliest memories, have been just based on my my entire world surrounded around sports. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's even, I mean, even at the youngest age, that sport was wrestling. <laughs> I mean, but but you know, it's just always been a sport. I've got so like, like my family is mostly Louisville fans, obviously. But Thanksgiving was a lot of people that I think just don't don't care that much about sports. So yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of back and forth. Then when we go to Mary's family, like she's got some cousins that have. That have husbands that are pretty diehard UK, and like they, their their kids will like crap talk me and stuff, and it's a little bit more back and forth there, which is nice. But 
I've got one aunt who lives in Florida, so she's, she doesn't she barely comes home. Who's like a diehard UK fan, but she's so sweet, and she's like, she's one of those who like she moved away right after college, and she kind of she she cheered for UK because she went to UK, but she yeah. was also kind of a Louisville fan growing up. She's from a different era, and so she'll text me all the time, especially during basketball season, but now more during football because we're actually good. And she's like always like go cards, and then she's, she'll do the thing where it's like. Oh, like you know, our cats need some luck. Like we're terrible and all this stuff. And I've got to like fake like I, I I'm not actively rooting against Kentucky. <laughs> why you? Why would you fake it? I don't. Because she's so sweet about it and stuff. And like I mean, I don't think she like knows the ins and the outs. But I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm getting death threats every week or so from UK fans. It's, it's kind of hard to be nice about the the rivalry when that's the case. But like you know, she'll send me a million messages during the St. Joe's basketball game, and she's like, my heart can't take this, and they'll win. I'll just be like. Phew. I'll, I'll just send like a few texts, like, phew. It's <laughs> like, be, I made nice, like, not knowing in the back of my mind, I'm like, come on, St. Joe's. So, uh, she, but she's been doing the whole thing where she's like, you guys are going to crush us. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, maybe not. <laughs> Stop talking about this, please. My aunt texts me all the time during UK games because it's, it's the one time Bill will refuse to talk to her. <laughs> so I constantly will get texts from my aunt Betty and I'll be like, UK's playing. Like, I don't even have to look, be watching the game. If I'd forgotten, I'd be like, oh, damn, that's right. UK playing. Are you seeing this, Trevor? No, she's not even replying to the game. She's texting me just like random stuff. Oh, just, just yeah. Not I, I, and, and she always—I feel so bad because my aunt's the one that te- her text will be like 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 seventeen paragraphs, and they will have emojis like mixed in there, like which I'm, she, you think I don't know what she, they stand for. She has no idea what they mean. Oh boy! And like every time she'll send me this long text, and then my response is always like, "Okay." And that's awesome. I always feel kind of bad because then I'll get like the dots on there for like half an hour for writing this long text. And our response will be like, sounds good. That's <laughs> always like one word response. But it's always during UK games because she's probably trying to talk to Bill or husband. He's just like, I'm not hearing it, Betty. I'm not listening. <laughs> so she'll be like, oh, somebody's got to be paying attention. I'll text Trevor. <laughs> um, God love my family. God, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> somebody's got to. Villanova leads Memphis in the championship game of the uh, Battle for Atlantis, by the way, uh, 45 to 13 at halftime. Over who are they playing? Memphis State. Memphis has played well, though, in this tournament, haven't they? Not, not today. They're down by 30 at halftime well, against Villanova. Maybe Kyle Neptune's got something going here. Maybe they're good. They lost a pen. It looks like they're going to be crap over this year, but they are, they're rolling right now. Pitt also destroying Oregon State 75 to 50. Uh, that game is late in the second half. It's all happening. All sorts of stuff going it's on. It's all happening. I got to do my big X picks for this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say we will have. Have, have you eaten pictures yet? I've got. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got two. Okay. I need to do one more. <laughs> I thought I had three, and then I realized I scratched one off. I got. I just need to. I hadn't. Even, I almost hadn't even thought about that, which is never a good sign. We will do our standard Friday stuff at five thirty. We'll do our big X big bets of the weekend, and then we'll do our pick 'em segment, which I lead by six. I guess we'll do. Uh, we'll have this week, and then we'll have conference championship games, and that'll be it. So, no. yeah, it looks like not not good news for Trevor Kelsey. But <laughs> is there ever good news? For Trevor? There is. <laughs> Texter says this show just comes full circle. Oh my God, Evan- Evansville came back and beat Chattanooga. <laughs> Did they really in overtime? <laughs> so maybe Chattanooga wasn't the juggernaut that we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Uh, Chattanooga suffers its first loss to Evansville. Although Evansville's Shout undefeated. Shout out to local John, by the way, Evansville grad. Good job. Congratulations to the perp. Uh, 85-77, the final in overtime there. Evansville the purple, not John being a perp. I want, I want to clarify that. Go big perp. I want to clarify that for just one second. He's a good, good, God-fearing man. He's not a perp, I promise. <laughs> Texture says, I actually agree unironically with the make him say no guy. you got to make Mark View say no. 
Why does he not get any speculation about someone we should go after? He would be great here, and UofL would be a step up from Gonzaga in every way. It's because he's never going to leave Gonzaga. No. I, I, he's made it known he's he's not going. If anywhere. he ever left Gonzaga, it would be probably like UCLA or something. Like, he'd stay on the West Coast like Chris Peterson style, you would think. I legit don't think he's ever going to leave. Like, I, I agree with you, but like if there was ever like a sliver of a chance, it would have to, I would think it would have to be a West Coast team. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I, I think he likes the, the quiet up there. He seems yeah. to, you know, he's it's his program. Um, he's a he's an Oregon guy, so he's been up there. But, I mean, for I, his whole life. I mean, I guess did you never did you ever think Peterson would leave Boise though? Really? I mean, he wasn't there like he's been there since 1999. It's been a long. I time. mean, yeah, he's only he's only the second coach they've really had since. Uh, well, he's the only coach they've had since Munson. He yep. took over for him. Let's take a break when we come back. Five o'clock hour. We'll recap some thoughts on U of L UK, and then we'll get ready for some predictions. We'll take some text from you guys as well. Happy day after Thanksgiving and game day eve to you here from all of us at 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Hour. Woo! Game day Eve. This time, 24 hours from now, we'll know exactly where the Governor's Cup is going to belong for the next 12 months. Here's hoping that for the first time since 2017, it will be staying where it belongs, which is right here in the Derby City of Louisville, Kentucky. Mike Rutherford Show, final hour of the week here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X, as we continue to get you ready for kickoff between the Cards and the Cats. It's a big one tomorrow. Noon at LNN Stadium. Cards looking for their first home victory over Kentucky since all the way back in 2014. My God, it's been almost a decade. Kentucky looking to continue its four-game winning streak. Louisville looking to continue its 11-game home winning streak. It's all on the line as the two rivals do battle tomorrow. Cards are wearing all red. They're encouraging fans to wear all red tomorrow uh, as well for Senior Day. It's a little tough. I mean, because look, it's it's gonna be cold out there. Not everybody has red jackets, but they make red hoodies. Do the best you can. I got my red hoodie on right now. Do the best you can. Wear red. Support the seniors. Bring home the victory. Trev, we have not done a confidence level update since uh, since the show on Wednesday. Confidence level for the UK game. Typically, you kind of go up as the as the week goes on, and then Friday you're raring to go. One to ten. One no chance Louisville wins. Ten no chance Louisville loses. Where are you right now at five oh five on a Friday? Uh, let's just say it's just time tomorrow. We've spent the last 90 minutes making fun of our UK fans after a big win. Um, I'm going to, I mean, there is nervousness. I'm not going to lie, but confidence, 9.3. You think there's very little chance that we lose this game? I'm, I'm very little. I, let's just say Trevor put a nice little down payment on, on Louisville on the money line. Mm-hmm. That made me feel better. On the money line. Okay. Well. Money line. It is a weekend. Which is better than your weekday bets. That's that's where I'm confident. If this game was on a Friday, we're screwed. Like Only- weekdays, I am I am just the I mean, I'm the Antichrist almost. I'm like the you can, I can't like don't everything I touch turns to poo. Look, we're four 0 on weeknights this year. Fade me. I, and I'm I'm gonna give you my honest opinion on weeknight games. One of them's on my big X picks of the week. Oh god. 
two of them are actually on there. <laughs> For tonight? Tonight. Yeah, he says there's only one weeknight we could pick. And so, if you want to fade them, fade them. But I'm feeling good about them. Oh, boy. But you might want to fade them. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> How do I feel about this? <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I was doing the picks, and it wasn't until I just like, realized just now that two of them are tonight. Like, I didn't even think about it while I was doing it. A lot of good games tonight. There are, yeah. One thing that, that I think most Louisville fans know about the rivalry, most Louisville and Kentucky fans know about the rivalry, is the team that runs the ball the best typically wins. Yeah. Uh, 24 of the last 26 meetings, actually, in this series, the team that has had the highest uh, run total, rushing total, has gone on to win the game. The only exceptions are 2014, the Kyle Boland game when we won, and 2016, the Lamar fumble game, if you want to call it that, where Kentucky won. Besides that, the team with the better rushing attack always wins in this series. And I think it's, when you hear people talk about, you can always tell the people that aren't really paying attention, that are just kind of trying to give the national take on the game. Because they speak, like, did you hear Boo Corrigan's comments about Louisville uh, on the CFP show last week? I did not. He's the chairman. And, like, this man has not watched a second of Louisville football. <laughs> you know, they're like, you're like, Louisville, like, what do you think about them there? And he's like, oh, I think they've earned their ranking. They got the, uh, you know, Jordan's a really good running back, and they're they're good. And I'm like, you have not seen this team at all. You, you know not what you speak of, Boo Corrigan. Plumber's really uh, brought this team together, and I don't think oh, he has no idea who the quarterback's name is. None. But people that are talking about the running game between these two teams, the run battle, you know, it's the 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 surface level storyline is you've got Ray Davis, who's been great for UK, and you've got Jawar Jordan, who's thousand yard rusher. Top twenty-two, number twenty-two in the country in FBS or in, in in rushing, like these two dynamic running backs going head to head, and you look at it and you're like, both these guys have gotten worn down as the season has, has gone on. Ray Davis has not been been great recently. He's averaged just fifty-two point three yards per game over their past four games. We know all about Jawar Jordan dealing with injuries. The last two weeks, he hasn't looked like himself, and we've kind of gone more with Isaac Garendo. We've had Garendo. They've had their own super senior, Ramon Jefferson, who stepped up and been kind of their best running back over, over the last month or so. He only carried six times against South Carolina and still had 50 yards. So it, you, you, you want to say it's Davis versus Jordan, and it's really not that simple. I, I, I don't know how you feel. Like I think this could be another Isaac Garendo game for Louisville again tomorrow. I, I think they come out with the same mindset, the same attack that they've had the last couple of weeks, which is Jordan gets first crack. We're going to use him. He's the running back on the first series, assuming that he's good to go. And if he looks like his old self, then cool. Like We'll, we'll use him like we did in the Notre Dame game. He, he'll, he can run the ball 20 times. If he doesn't, if he looks a step slow, he's not seeing the field the right way, You know, he's getting caught on plays where he hadn't, wasn't getting caught a month ago, then I think you go to Garendo and maybe you let him get the lion's share of the carries. And look, Garendo got banged up a little bit in that Miami game. They went to Maurice Turner. Don't be shocked at all if Maurice Turner plays a decent amount. That, that's the good thing about having a running back room that is this deep and this tight. Like they're all rooting for each other. They all like their next man up. If they they can't do it, I think they're willing to say like, "Hey, let's go with Isaac or let's go with Jawar or let's go with Maurice." I feel good though about Louisville's ability to win the rushing battle tomorrow. And in most years, that means you win the game. Yeah, I agree too. And then, I mean, I, I I don't I think I like to think maybe some of the cases will be more evened out. Like, I mean, like the last you know my last two games, Isaac's gotten the majority of the carries. Where you know Turner's got like a few here and there, and, and Jordan's been on a lesser number because of being banged up. But I like to see all three get yeah get a nice get get maybe I don't want to say even amount of carries, but you know maybe everybody get you know five five six seven each. 
Somebody asked a question earlier. And I'll pose it to you. I answered this um, on the podcast. I want to hear your thoughts. Like, which makes you more nervous for this game? UK running the ball effectively or UK's defensive line bettering our offensive Their line? Their defensive line bettering our offensive line. I kind of yeah, that I kinda, makes me more nervous. I disagreed because don't get me wrong, like I, I I don't want that to happen, but I feel like we have if their defensive line is, is winning in the trenches early, I feel like Jeff will just pivot to a, a, a different philosophy. Like the playbook offensive, like because Miami's run defense looked really good at the beginning of yesterday's game or last week's game, and so Jeff's like, all right, cool. We're going to start utilizing the tight ends. We're going to open things up that way. We're going to a lot of quick throws to the outside, get our playmakers in space. If their defensive line is is doing one thing well, I feel like we can we can change a little bit. If their running game is just gouging us the way they have in the past, where they're getting five yards on every play and there's nothing we can do about it, they get to control the tempo of the game. They'll demoralize us, and we won't force Devin Leary into some of these bad throws that I think he's gotten himself in trouble with. But there's, you can make a case for both Let answers. Me, I mean, how, how specific is this this description of of, of, the, of the the latter of, over the former? That is, they're shutting us down with just their defensive line, or are they just shutting our run game down in general? Just the defensive line is overpowering so, our okay, offensive line. Okay, so that's the case, and that doesn't mean work. That means their linebackers are free to do what they want. Like if they're shutting us run down, they're starting to shut our running game down. By you know run blitzing and using and putting you know nine guys in the box, then I'm then at least I know that we have a shot to to try to beat them over the top with something because mm-hmm. they're daring us to. Yeah, but yeah, if they're doing it just the front with a front four or front five, it's going to be trouble. It will. I I just think I, I trust Brahm as a play caller to be able to find ways around that. The only game that he didn't really do that was against NC State. And part of that was because Jack Plummer played so poorly. Like he, like Plummer had open throws that he just didn't make, and he made some bad mistakes that kept us from scoring, you know, 27, 34 points. Like I, I, he's been really good. Jeff has at taking what the defense gives him. If we're running the ball effectively on somebody, he's fine with just putting the passing game aside and saying, "All right, we're going to do this for four quarters." Yeah, but do you have? But like you just said, with Jack, you have the confidence Plummer can make the play. Is better is, is there confidence in Plummer to execute it? He did last week against Miami. He did. I'll say that. Like I, I think you have to. And look, he's been mostly very good at home. I I think that this is this is a game that you feel really good about being played here. I, I'd be. Well, I agree to that. Like I'm still nervous for sure for this game. And I know that we haven't beaten them here. I, I did the whole thing talking about we have not beaten them at our place since 2014. I still feel way more confident about this game than I would if it was being played in Lexington tomorrow because of how we've played for the most part at home. Like The one game that's been close at home this year was the Virginia game, and we still found a way to, to get that done. And look, Jack Plummer, to his credit, stepped up and made some big throws in the fourth quarter of that game. Meanwhile, every game we played on the road or neutral has been – close very close all yeah. of them uh, down to the wire really yeah. all of them have been one score games which is yeah i mean i i would be this looking like it could be a one score game i feel a lot better about it being at home than i do on the road now i know this is the the part of every friday show where i talk about how everybody says they need fast starts but we really need a fast start we really need a fast start in this game <laughs> because kentucky plays like the clock is going to fly by in this game because kentucky plays at a glacial pace offensively and I do think I know that they've they've had the second fewest run plays in, in the FBS this year, which is shocking to me. Western Kentucky is the only team that has run the ball less, but a big part of that is because they've had the second fewest plays total of any offense in the country. I do think that they're going to try to run the ball more in this game than they have in the past. I think they'll try to rely on, on Ray Davis and Jefferson to 
eliminate some of the Devin Leary mistakes. They sounds just like, sounds like a Confederate politician. Well, they also, I mean, <laughs> Ray they, Davis Jefferson. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like last week in South Carolina, their fan base was a lot like ours after the, the the pit game and during some of the games we've played this year, where they're like, "Why are we like Why are we forcing the pass game? Like, why are we forcing the ball to Barry and Brown? Why are we forcing the ball uh, to to Dane Key? Like, let's keep doing what we're doing well, which is running the ball effectively." I'm sure Liam Cohen heard some of that. I'm sure he probably agrees with a lot of it. I think they'll probably simplify the game plan a lot. Both teams are going to try to run the ball, I think, a ton in this game. Kentucky, they use a ton of the play clock. Like This is a game where if they get the first couple scores, like they'll just sit on the ball. And I think we'll do the same thing if we go up a, a couple scores early. Whoever has the, the hot start, and thankfully for us, it's been us most times this year, I think gets to dictate the pace of the game. Both teams want the clock to run. I think this will be a game that goes very by very fast in real time. So, you know, would be huge if we can continue our first quarter dominance. Last week, by the way, the only time we've given up more than seven points in the first quarter this year, we're still outscoring teams 86-21 to 21 in the first quarter so far this season. That would be nice if we could continue that. Oh, you know I'll be hammering that little first line uh, parlay. We've also still won nine of 11 coin tosses. Let's get it yeah, done. Yeah. Coin toss. Let's make it happen. We know our coins. We know, we love our coins. We we love deferring. We love. No team has scored on their first drive against us in fourteen uh, fourteen games. Don't jinx it. Not going to. I said it last week. I say it every week. That's just, you're right. It's been going up, hasn't it? It keeps going up. Keeps going up. Doesn't stop. Um, Believe. Me. What's the one thing about this game when you look at it outside of just like they've had our number recently that scares you about this matchup? The the line, the the, the just the, the trenches as the as the as the kids like to call it. Mm-hmm. That's because I don't think kids say that. I think everybody kind of says that. <laughs> the kids in their hip football lingo. Well, I mean, if the kids are saying, just because everybody's saying as long as the kids are part of that, everybody then technically I'm that's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's so, that's yeah. very true. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Words matter, Mike. <laughs> it's true. This is very true. No, no, no. But, and and, and it, you brought it up just you know in your hypothetical about from the podcast. You know that's it is an area where we have in the last few years I think maybe had some. Mirage confidence going into the UK game because yeah. of the way we, you know, our lines have both offensively and defensively have played against the AC competition, and we get Kentucky, and well, but you know, we get the crap beat out of us. I mean, it's clearly the the you know the size and the, the dominance of the opposite defensive line. And as a big guy, I mean, this shouldn't buy some shocks to my knows how how much I like in basketball. I love. You know, line play is just, I love it. I mean, you got to dominate the line of scrimmage. That's The Eagles do it on a regular basis. Little was not being able to do it really in, a, what, a decade? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even like the Lamar games. I mean, a couple of them, I mean, you could see. The offensive line sucked. Yeah, I mean, that's what Lamar is going to make anybody look like. You know, he's going to make, you know, any Lomas Brown look like a pro bowler. So, you know, that's, it's been a while. That's twice I've made that, that, that song reference. Shout to Stain. So and that's what it's been. It's been a bit bad stain on us. I, so that that worries me. And I'm not saying I don't think that we can't like break that jinx this year. But again, until it just actually happens, gonna be a little nervous about it. I've got two betting trends in the series. One's gonna make you feel good. One's not gonna make, make you feel, me good. feel good. The first one's not gonna make you feel good. Well, I don't like that. Home teams in the last 14 years in this uh, in this series. Are just three ten and one against the spread, not not ideal. Okay. But early in the series, it was a lot of upsets happened. The, the favorite was getting beat a lot. 
in eight of the last ten years, the team that's been favored has gone on to win the game. So not a lot of covering sometimes, but they do get the W. The the most recent exception was us being a slight favorite in twenty twenty one and losing by thirty one. But so were they just like that was like, Were they like small favorites over us? I guess or in those early like late nineties, early two thousand years, and we yes. just kept winning them all. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we, we we would pull the upset. Okay, which is great. That's fine. Yeah. And then they pulled some upsets back when we got pretty much every UK win, besides like two in the last twenty years, has been an upset. We're always somehow the points. Were they a favorite on us in the couch year at, at Papa John's opening? In I'd be willing to bet. Yeah, that's one I always forget because that's like the that was the first one I didn't go to because I was at, I was flying was across the country. Yeah, let's take some text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty because we got our pick 'em and big bet segment coming up at the bottom of the hour. I got my bets ready, baby. So let's hear from you guys. Texas Mike, my wife, who ran track at UofL, told me that my addiction to Louisville football was similar to a porn addiction. She then went on to compare your show to the equivalent of softcore porn. Congrats, you and TK are actual softcore porn stars. In Jeff, we believe, bleep, useless K. That's one of the nicest compliments I've ever received on the text line. I have no problem being comp- being being associated with softcore porn. Softcore porn's great. Yeah, because I mean, softcore porn—you have to be kind of like good-looking. Like too. I grew up on softcore porn. <laughs> like I mean, I didn't like you Red kids. Trevor Dyer, you kids today with your internets. Yeah, like I'm the one watching, you know, you know, summer camp vacation on on USA at two in the morning, just just you know, imagining side boob. We could change the name of the show to Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> it's a people, great tech. People forget that David Duchovny. That's right. I guess. <laughs> We got caught watching Richie Diaries when we were twelve one time. It was really embarrassing. Oh, I think you told me that story. Yeah. I, I was I had something similar happen at uh Yeah. Nothing was more embarrassing though when you would like when you I don't know if you'd get this embarrassment, but I did. When you'd ride a little, your bike up to Roadrunner and you were obviously renting a movie just because you thought you might see some boob in it. <laughs> and you, you, you take it up to the counter and the guy's just like looking at you like, seriously, dude. Like you're twelve years old and you're like running sex pot. <laughs> For the record, that's an actual movie I tried to rent at Roadrunner when I was twelve. <laughs> I'm very, I'm, I'm very into this new Michael Douglas was, thriller. And like, I think it's Alec Baldwin in it. Like, and one of the Baldwins is in it. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into the. Yeah, it looks like a really good thriller. It's like, it's got a girl like squeezing cleavage in front cover. I'm like, I don't judge character. I mean, I heard the plot was good. I heard the plot was good. Yeah. Why are you trying to rent Basic Instinct? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it might be a good movie. I don't know. <laughs> you, you read good reviews on Harvest Moon, huh? <laughs> Texas, my weed eater could absolutely cut your toe off. There we go. Yeah. Texas says, weed eater may not sever your toe. I don't think it would, but I think it would cut through the skin and maybe eat more. Oh, yeah, it's going to do damage. But it's not cutting the toe off. Unless you leave it there for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes. So you're telling me you'll give me 14 minutes in. Yeah, it's not. It's not going off. Okay. Would you get how, how much? How much? What were we going to pay you to do this? Million dollars. No, come on. You got a million dollars. I don't, if I did, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I mean, what, what? What? What would you do for a trade? Have me climb up a ladder? What a terrible trade! You You have to climb up a ladder. I take a weed weeder to my toe. Yeah, you lose a toe, I break my neck. Because there's, I'd be damned if I'm going to stay up there's on that no ladder. There's no guarantee that you fall off of the ladder. Really, Mike? Really? Texas says. Really? You, you think there's no guarantee, do you? There's, there's no guarantee. No, okay. Texas says, 
I'm in Barber Mead around the corner from your parents. Uh, we absolutely love your mom, by the way. Thank you. My girls went to Christ Church for preschool. Anyway, I'm the D-bag that waits until my massive trees are done before I round up the leaves. I'm pretty sure my neighbor across the street hates me. I mean, we get lots of leaves from our neighbors. I don't hate them. It just it comes to the territory of having a tree. Got to do what you got to do. I think I recognize that view. Barber Mead's right around the corner from where I live, too. Yeah, you're relatively close. And my One of my best friends growing up lived in Barber Mead, so I used to go up all the time. I think you're living on his old street. You know Scott Brooks and dude, Texter. <laughs> Texas, I get so anxious for this game, it's hard for me to even get excited. It is like a, a total melting pot of emotions where it's like there's this you, you wake up on the day of the game and it's excitement, but it's also fear and it's like hatred and nervousness. And like you get there's, there's nothing like that mood in the hours and the minutes before a Louisville-Kentucky game. It's just it's swirling in the air. It's but, palpable. You can feel it. I know that it's, it's weird to say this, but it's so great to have those feelings because the last couple of years we didn't even have the anxious. It was just like we're going to get our butt kicked. Yeah. I mean, in basketball, I, you know what? Give, yeah, you know what? I'd get way. to have that for basketball right now. Same. I know. Just, it, just, I mean. It feels so wrong when you don't have that. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad to have it. Like, I know. I agree. It sucks to be anxious and to, to be nervous and all that. All that does suck. But it sucks when you don't. It sucks worse when you don't have it. It is like there's that old like graphic where it's like somebody has like the it starts the day starts off with oh boy I can't wait to make wait watch my favorite team play and then it's like the it's like 98 percent of the game it's like I want to kill myself I want to kill myself and then at the end it's like yay we won I'm happy like that's the that's the entire experience with a UK game if you win if not it just stays at that point the entire rest of the day I love letting 21 and 22 year olds dictate how I feel for an entire weekend I can't wait to do it again in about 24 hours <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's healthy. The older we get, the creeper it sounds, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like when, <laughs> when they're like your same age, like, okay, yeah, I feel, I feel better about talking crap about these kids. Or when, when you're younger and you're looking up to them. Like, yeah, you know, now like, you're 40, you're like, <laughs> like that could be my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texture says, what do you think about Dusty May? I like Dusty May. They, they took yeah. a bad loss to, to Bryant. Um, they play tonight, don't they? They beat Butler yesterday in a good game. Yeah, and they play somebody decent. Uh, A&M tonight. They played A&M today. They're not conference schedules ridiculous. They'll, they'll have plenty of opportunities to get big-time wins. Right. But like, I, I'm a Dusty May fan. I don't know how he would translate to here. There's obviously different challenges at a place like Louisville than there are at a place like Florida Atlantic, but I, I, I do. I like Dusty May. Do you go by the he, if he can recruit there, he can recruit here type uh, philosophy? Not necessarily. Okay, I agree. I, I think that's. I don't think that's as black and white as it sounds either. I think there's a gray to it. Texas, well, I don't. While I don't think it's fair that Jim Harbaugh got a midseason suspension, I will enjoy seeing the snowflake Dave Portnoy throw a hissy fit. He's been very upset. Is Portnoy? Is he a big Michigan guy? He's a big Michigan. guy. Okay. I think ninety percent of what he does though is like an act. I mean, he's playing it up now for sure. But there are Michigan fans that are genuinely like. Is Portnoy a snowflake? I thought that was for like liberals. Well, it's, you throw it black and forth. It's anybody who gets like just upset about. Oh, stuff. okay, my bad. Um, but yeah, it was mostly used as like a. I thought it was. I thought it was. A, a yeah, I thought it was a liberal slang, and I was like, Portnoy, I don't think he's liberal, is he? I mean, no, I think he just he's an equal opportunity offender. Okay. I think. <laughs> okay. Whatever serves his best interests. I never found the snowflake thing insulting either. It's like you're. It was know. a stupid insult. Yeah, that would never made sense to me. Texas, I like Stanford plus twenty five and a half at home versus Notre Dame. Maybe. That's I'm not touching of, it. It's a lot of points. Stanford has played better though over the last few weeks. You know, didn't they just get creamed though this week? I think. Maybe like, they played well for a couple games in a row, and I think they may have just got creamed recently. It's the Stanford way. Yeah. <laughs> Missouri, by the way, leads Arkansas seventeen nothing, so they're not going to drop. We're going to have to pass them by beating UK. Arkansas is like two and ten. Four and seven, not good. Really, one and, one and six in the SEC. 
Yeah, they, and that, to be fair though, if you look at their their resume, they played a lot of close games and losses. Yeah. They've hung near a lot of people. Not, clearly not today. Doesn't look like they're going to have one today. Yeah, maybe not today. Bad example. Yeah. Because I won on them against Alabama when they covered. They should have beaten Bama. You yeah. make that case. They, on the road, they they lost by three. I think I won on them another game, too, that they held. They got they stayed within like 10 points of somebody. They were getting like 20 points. Who's their only conference win? Oh, ironically, it's Florida, who should have beaten Missouri last week. Yeah. Texture says it doesn't stop. It just keeps going up is also what Trevor's mom said last <laughs> night. <laughs> Come on. Oh, moms. Moms went to the store today. Texas Mike, the vibes couldn't be better. We found a way to win several tough games this year, and we get to play at home. Two of my kiddos attended their first game and had a blast. This season has been too much fun to lay a stinker tomorrow. Jeff and company will be locked in. Mustaches will be present and strong tomorrow. Joker and the Thief will have the place rocking. We roll on. Go Cards. I like that. Any loss is going to be better. I mean, Blow out or close, right? Like, you're, there's no moral oh, victory. Me? No, not okay. for not for when you're favorite against I the six and five UK. Team. Just want to make sure I'm not make sure. No. I'm, uh, there was one guy who, who sent in a question to the podcast today and was like, "Do we storm if we win?" I was like, "No, no. are you kidding me? No, no, we've we never stormed for beating good UK teams. We'll storm Charlotte. I would love to storm field Charlotte. Are we going to that game? No, we're not going, are we? Unless they're going to pay for us. No, <laughs> pay for us. I had to pay my own way to go to the final four. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> The I mean, I am comforted by the fact that we've not only won close games this year, but we've had a couple of comeback wins. If if we had, if we had last year's coach, if we, if Satterfield were still here, I hate to just pile on him all the time, but whatever. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, a little hint for next segment. I'll be piling on him too. If well, I think I will be too. I think we're on the same page. But <laughs> if if we were ten and one under Scott Satterfield going into this game, and UK came out tomorrow and scored the first points. I'd be like, well, this is this, we're done. This, uh, we're done. Right? I, I'd be in full panic mode. If UK scores first of all, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna be like celebrating, but I'll be, I, I'm not, I'm, I'll be like, we're okay, we're gonna be fine because I've seen this song and dance before. We've played from ahead for, in most of these games, but like last week, Miami gets up on us 14-7 in the first quarter. They're up on us at halftime. They're leading. I mean, they lead in the fourth quarter, and I'm still like, we got a shot. We got a shot. We're gonna keep fighting. We're gonna find a way. And I think that's just kind of the belief you have with this team, and that's that's nice because I am. I'm going to be worked up tomorrow, and I, I I need to just calm my nerves, trust in Jeff, trust in Chris Barkley, yeah, trust you, you, in you, not Brian. You've been a little shaky because you, you you didn't think we were going to – was it Virginia? I think you lost confidence at one point. For, for the Virginia game in the fourth quarter when we were, yeah, you were totally struggling and we weren't doing anything offensively, I was like, we're cooked. Yeah, we're done. you thought we were done, and I was like, calm down, buddy. It's okay. We're gonna, we got this. You were, you were very upset too. Well, I was pissed, but I still had confidence. Yeah, you weren't texting like you had confidence. <laughs> Miami game. I think we both were like, we, we still feel good about this. Yeah, I mean, well, we were we were never went down by seven points. Mm-hmm. But Virginia, yeah, Virginia had a different vibe just because. Well, I mean, when guys are picking up fumbles and returning them fifty yards for touchdowns, it's, at some point you're like, okay, what else? I mean, what what can you do? I mean, that that's yeah. that's one of those games where it's like everything is just we're we're done. Like the, the gods just don't want us to win. I mean, that, but you know what? you, Joe Boo. I'll do it ourselves. We do it ourselves. <laughs> uh, a little bit of breaking news here. Oh, breaking news! Uh... Mason Mims. Well, I don't know who that is. Three-star quarterback from the class of 2025 who is set to visit this weekend has I'm just committed to Louisville. Me. I'm learning who he is. He's the number 20, uh, 32 overall quarterback in the class of 2025 via 24-7 sports. He's the number 478, 478th ranked overall player 
in the class of 2025, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, seems like very, very good news. 6'3", 220, Oxford, Alabama. That's what I was going to say. Oxford, that's what I was going to say where he's from, yeah. I love it. There's a future quarterback right there, already committing. We didn't have to beat UK. He, He's the one I think that I, I, didn't, I noticed that Braum was recruiting, right? Brian? Yeah, I think because Brian I think tweeted something out about him a couple weeks ago about like he's we were in like his top something list or something like that. Now he will. I mean, I think this is a guy who just he's wrapping up his junior season of high school football. There's a solid chance that some of these other schools that have been recruiting him but haven't offered him will come calling. He does have offers from uh, Pitt, West Virginia, Vandy, UAB, and some others. Mississippi State has offered him. He's got interest from Alabama, Arkansas, Clemson, Florida. Uh, Georgia and some other schools. Some of these schools may try to come get him, but nice that's to have him. just offered him just two days ago. Yeah, he's coming in on his visit. He, I guess, enjoyed it. Plane ride was lovely. I guess. <laughs> Happy to see it. I didn't even see the balloons glowing around the around, but that's awesome. You never know. A texture sends in a <laughs> sends in a Dan White tweet that says the 19 year old to attend my favorite university didn't score enough touchdowns today, so I'm in the basement drinking until I fall asleep. My wife is crying, begging me to come upstairs and watch Muppet Christmas Carol with my family. I don't care if I die tonight. I whisper. <laughs> I don't get who's Dan White. He's just a guy on Twitter. Oh, I thought it was like somebody famous. Okay, my bad. No. Uh, Mason Mims to U of L. Feeling good about that. Feeling good about everything. The cards getting ready to take on the Cats. We will have our Big X Big Bets of the weekend coming up next. We'll do our Pick'em segment as well and then get you fully hyped for Louisville versus Kentucky. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Friday edition. It wraps up next here on Cards fans, earn your Masters in Business for 30. I'm going to break a table in here one day. We don't sort of season's over. You do bang on the wall very loud. And like, what are you doing in and there? And then right when he, right before he goes into the rap and I just slam, I start slamming the table. I just can't help it. I get my blood pumping, man. The good thing is, I was about to say I'm going to miss this, but we get through it again next Friday regardless. Oh, yeah. We'll have the conference championship game. We'll have a Woo! bowl game. Archie's not going anywhere. Archie. Neither is the show. Neither are the cars. It's the uh, classic pregame final segment show with Archie. With We Ready, the vibes are right. My wife just sent me a picture of there's a house around us that always has this U of L helmet that they blow up before on like pre game days, and they got a new all red helmet. Perfect. We're wearing all red tomorrow. The nice. red out. Also, I've neglected to, to mention this today. Uh, another thing that makes me feel better about this game. Did you see? I, I think I heard him talk about this with you when I was listening to the podcast today. Possibly. But Nick Roush wrote on KSR slash on three today about how his three year old son is a Louisville fan, and there's nothing he can do about it. He did. <laughs> 
I, I, by the way, I'll, I'll excuse your wife's text for overshadowing the one, I, the funny one I sent you. I haven't looked. Sorry, I didn't see uh, what you said. It's a picture of Dolly Parton last night, and somebody uh, captioned it with the, the last surviving cheerleader from Dallas's World uh, Super Bowl champion team. <laughs> I saw that you wore that last yeah, time. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Great. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. 77. I don't care. Kidding me? Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say about the- uh, Roush's son. He, he wrote, yeah, so he wrote yeah, a whole he, thing today about his son he being did, a Yule He did fan. go into it briefly, um, and, and speaking of Duke- um, that like I guess you know, obviously his wife's a big UofL fan, you know, and volleyball star, volleyball star, and Roush secretly is a UofL fan. He just doesn't want anybody to know it. Loves the cards, you know. Whole so, family coaches the team. <laughs> he's, so he's, but he has to. He did mention it briefly on sat on. I guess what would have been the podcast today, or on the show this this first hour. That, yeah, he did. He's noticed him being more like go cards and being like want to wear red, and yeah, it, it, it's starting to disappoint him a little bit. But I, I told him I was like Nick. I mean. What do you expect? I mean, you you went the UK route with a family full of fans. I mean, sometimes that's the way kids do. Yeah, except he was following his dad's lead, while his son now is just actively just giving his dad the middle finger. I mean, our listeners say who's a big UK fan. His in, literally entire family is Louisville fans. He is the only Kentucky fan in his family. Yeah, the, the story that that Nick wrote today is help my son has turned into a Louisville fan. <laughs> now, granted, he's three. Kids will have change. Like, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Like, Not yet. Like no. Virginia just just cheers for the go cards because like I cheer for the go cards and mommy cheers for the go cards. Now when he gets to about nine really or know ten is when you got to start worrying about it. Yeah, once you get to like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, like you, you've got to start. There's some thinking going on there. Like I, <laughs> I don't think I ever really debated it though. Like I always knew. No, I didn't. Like my my dad was diehard U of L. Watched the games with him. My brothers were U of L. Like we were just a Louisville family. So like what we did. Yeah. I never. I guess I didn't have the the a hole gene that says airhead where he's just like. I'm just gonna go against all these mofos. I mean, just, I, just, just whatever you think. I think the opposite. I mean, I, I went to a lot. Of, as I've told you before, I went to a lot of UK football games more. I mean, than and you know, young than it is Louisville because my uncle had season tickets UK, and we'd always go. And I think I sent you that. I think I showed that picture when I was like ten. I got a UK jacket on because it was cold. And, I know. I don't remember. Child, I personally, I don't like this picture getting out because I'm worried it's going to cause child services to go to my aunt's house. But. They should. Uh, but, but even then, I mean, going to UK and I had fun. I'd love to go on those UK games up there in the early nineties and late eighties, mostly because the tailgating was fun and playing football in the yards, you know, with all the other kids and stuff. But like, I still was never, I mean, I was still rooting for Louisville. I mean, I'd been to at that point, maybe 30 UK football games, not one Louisville football game. And I'm still a Louisville fan. You know, I mean, I just stop trying to justify it. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, you weren't going to turn me in my household, not my, my, everybody else may have abandoned my grandfather. My Uncle John got, went to UK. Judy went to UK. Betty went to UK. My mom didn't go to college. But, you know, everyone else I may have turned to my uncle or my grandfather, but not me. I would have never done it. Loyalty. The Trevor Kelsey strike. I'll never forget my aunt was like her Marge, my grandmother on, on my uncle's side, who had a house in Lexington, not near near campus, too. Nice house. Beautiful. Was like, you know, you can live there free if you want to go to UK instead of Western. I said, no. I'll, I pay, a- I'll pay rent. I had a grandfather who was like, "I'll help you out if you go to UK," and I was like, "No, no, not doing it." He's like, "I was I, thinking UK." I was like, "I'm, I was thinking no. I was thinking I don't need your money." I know this sounds stupid, and I, I'm dumb to say it, and but I will, I will agree with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to UK if you get you just said, just show up and we'll give you a diploma. I'll be like, keep it. I don't want it. You don't need it. I'm already doing a radio show. I don't, <laughs> have, a, I don't have a diploma as is. I, I know a lot of people graduated from UK. And they told me it was wasting their time anyway. <laughs> Two of them do a morning show with us. <laughs> we all ended up in the same place. So. Somehow. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even want the degree. Like you know, say say graduated from Louisville, you know, and 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 I know some friends who went to UK that are Louisville fans, but I wouldn't even take. I wouldn't go there for free. I wouldn't. Know. Most of my best Louisville fan friends all went to UK. 
Yeah, I don't. I guess the excuse always was, "Well, we we didn't want to stay in town. We wanted to go to college out of the town." Look, UK was fun to go to. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not judging. I went all. to some parties there in my day too. I yeah. was there a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wanted to get. Out, I wanted to go out of state, out of the city for college too. I went to Western though. That's where you go if you're a U of L fan. You don't go to UK if you want to get out of the city to go to college. You go to Western or you go to IU maybe. But, but I mean, like it, it's not like they stopped wearing. Like my buddy, I remember would wear his like Mario Rudia jersey around campus. When yeah, we were playing. Like you know, it was just you. Know, you don't stop. I mean, there, there are plenty of UK fans who go to L as well and are wearing their stuff around camp. It's just the way it works around here. It's, and it's it's part of what makes the rivalry the rivalry, which is I, fine. I ain't going there. Yeah, I was not either. Uh, I did get thrown out of a frat party for talking about how much I hated UK. And, and I told you, my tried gran- to fight Chicago early. And this is true that my grandfather would not sign the checks, tuition checks. For my, my my grandmother had uh, forged his signature. He was like, I'll give him my money, but I'd be damned if I sign it over. <laughs> All right, let's do Big X Big Bets of the weekend. We will, yeah, uh, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously get our final thoughts about tomorrow's game in at the very end of the show. But Big X Big Bets of the weekend it has gone poorly for your boy here after a just torrid start. <laughs> Talk about yourself or me? Yeah, me. I'm really confused. I, I started eight and one. You did two perfect weeks and then one almost perfect week. Yeah, and since then. Uh, we've had we've had <laughs> one zero and three week and three one and two weeks. I guess one uh, one one and one week as well. Uh, it's been it's been bad. I now am twelve twelve and one. Doing <laughs> you almost this. you almost got to lose. You almost you've lost money almost. Thank you for the math lesson, Trevor. And my record. Uh, you are. Let's see. Hold on. I've got the. I know you were a game ahead of me, so I'm assuming you're a game ahead of me still because you went one and two last week too. Um, yeah, but again, if you're only going to get one, get the Louisville one. Uh, you are, yeah, you are 13 and 12. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm 12, 12 and 1. You are 13 and 12. Or, I mean, 13 and 11. Yeah, I was going to say. 13 yeah. and 11. So I'm, I've got your profit. You putting people in the poorhouse. I'm I'm giving you your money back. We'll see how this week goes, whether that's true or not. Uh, Yeah, this is, yeah. What are we going to do? All right. First big X, big bet of the weekend. W will fade me, man. They should be fading you. They should at this point. <laughs> Am I going first? You can go first. Go first. All right. Well, because I know we have one that I think is the exact we same. We haven't, we haven't had one overlap pick yet. But I think we oh, re- really? Have we not? No. Well, when in doubt, we all hate the same person. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, you know, wh- what else is better for big X than going down to big Tex? Texas and Texas Tech tonight. I, no, I'm not saying the Ra- Raiders are going to pull up an upset. But I'll take the 14 and a half points. They've been playing better. Okay. Plus, I like Zach Kitley still as the offensive coordinator position over there. Uh, I take Texas Tech getting the 14 and a half into in Austin tonight. By the way, allow me to correct myself. I am 12, 11, and 1. I knew the math wasn't working there. I'm one game above 500. You are uh, 13 and 11. I like 11. how you're the, only, you're the only one to have a push between the two of us since all this. Yeah, it was one of those over-under bets. I, I will it. never give you another. I'm 0-3 on giving the people unders. I'm never going to do it again. There's one guy who had like an 18-parlay whose only miss was me giving him the Michigan-Maryland under last week. Oh, my week. God. He's like, thanks, Mike. I was like, I'm sorry. But we're both making money. I tell you, I did, I did a player pro. Uh, so I did so badly in the last night, yesterday's bets, but I did like – I don't remember doing this. Apparently, I got so baked. Like, I did like this – like 10 – I did a 10-player – a ten-person player prop just on like the three NFL games last night or yesterday. Okay, didn't even remember doing it. And like I go on, so I go on DraftKings like right before the San Francisco game, just to check something. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm alive on a bet. I was like, and going into San Fran, I was like eight out of ten. I had like Gibbs with forty-two plus. I had uh, I don't remember what they all were because I didn't even remember making the bet. <laughs> and then I go into San Fran game. I'm like, I and now this is one of those times where I'm like wishing I'd put more than twenty on it because it was like plus like seven hundred odds. 
And I'm like, it's, the two I have is a CMC anytime touchdown. I'm like, I'm feeling good about that. And I had Purdy plus 225 passing yards. He finished at 220, like 219. Uh, I think at 219, 218 or something last night. I was so mad. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I just got my hopes up for nothing. I need, I would have been better off if I even going on there and realizing I lost the bet. Because I didn't remember making it. <laughs> no clue I made the bet. <laughs> sorry. That's the problem with Kentucky allowing betting, by the way. Is Trevor doing bets like that in his bet at 3 in the morning? It is. Okay. Uh, so next. you got Texas Tech plus 14 and a half. Yeah. Red Raiders tonight taking on Tech. Would love to see them not just cover, but win that game. It would be, be nice, nice to move up a little yeah. bit. Uh, I'm going with the, the bet that we both have alluded to. Kansas is going on the road to play Scott Satterfield and the Cincinnati Bearcats in a game where UC has just nothing to play for. Uh, Kansas has had a, a a good season, for sure. Lance Leipold getting a lot of buzz is potentially uh, a guy who could jump ship. I, I feel like the spread, now, when I saw this initially... It feels like a trap, right? Yeah, but I, yeah. when I saw it initially, it was also it was minus six, and then it was six and a half, and now I see it at seven. I got it at seven. So I'm still I'm still willing to take it. This is a late kickoff. Nippert at night has been a tough place to play for most teams. This was before Scott Satterfield, and this year has not been a tough place to play. <laughs> I, I I like the Jayhawks to cover the seven here. I think they went handily. I think you see just as you know they're kind of they're going quietly into that dark night. They've already locked up at least a share of last place in the Big Twelve. Um, I don't think they do anything here. Yeah, I'll get this out of the way. That's uh, number two for me again. I saw this and I like, I had that Tim Curry grin and I'm home alone too when he finds out the car <laughs> stolen. I'm like, there's got to be like, I, I I initially went to like Kansas's website. I was like, is their quarterback injured again? Or it's like, did the coach leave? And it's got to like, and I'm, like this seems like too good to be true of a spread. I know Kansas lost to Kansas State last week, and they lost two in a row. Cause they lost to Texas Tech I think two weeks ago as well. But but Cincinnati just, I mean, yeah, they beat Houston two weeks ago. I mean. Congrats. Did we not see what they happened to West Virginia with them last week? I mean, this seems like just too easy. Like there's something, there's something going on here. I don't know why, but I mean, take Kansas. I saw it at minus seven and initially and was like, I'm running with this. This one, and it's a tomorrow game, so feel confident. Put big money on Kansas. I like the Jayhawks. Yeah, I do too. I, I think this going to be that. This seems like the easiest bet of the weekend to me. It does, but I thought that the last time I bet against them and it didn't go well. That so was the Houston. That was the Houston game. Right? game. Yeah, yeah, I left him alone. I left Scott alone. I besides that, the one time I needed to <laughs> fall on his face. I forgot to see who Arizona's playing, but okay, go on. You, I'm going you, to the you. ACC with my second big bet. I think that NC State's getting a little bit of love right now. You know, they're, they're you know they're, they're doing this thing where everybody's like, oh, but did you realize that NC State was eight and three, and now they're in the top twenty-five. Me last week. <laughs> yeah, they're playing North Carolina at home. UNC is a little bit wounded after a tough loss to Clemson last week. No shame in, in losing to Clemson uh, on the road. I think this is you know, this is probably the finale for Drake May. I think he's going to try to light it up a little bit. And NC State has won two straight games in the series. They've both been highly competitive. They both feel like games that UNC should have won. Um, I, you and it's, it's odd to see a road team that's not ranked favored over a home team that is ranked and that has won the last two games of the series. I think UNC is going to win. I think they cover right now. It's UNC minus two and a half. Uh, I, I like North Carolina's offense to be too much for NC State. I think NC State's a little bit of a pretender, even though it's a team that we narrowly beat. Take the Tar Heels. They're covering on the road. They're winning in Raleigh. They're getting whatever trophy they play for back. Is it the, the victory bell? Is that right? Do they play for a victory bell? I, think, I would think it'd be a cigarette. They play for <laughs> they play for something. <laughs> Shouldn't it be tobacco? The tobacco, I mean. yeah. Whatever they play for, UNC's bringing it home, and they're doing so by more than two and a half points. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm busting an audible. Omaha, Omaha, my last one right now. Okay, because I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a hint. My, originally, my last one was Penn State minus twenty three at Michigan State tonight. Okay, which I still like, by the way. 
because uh, Michigan State, I know they beat IU, but Penn State dominates when it's not a good team they're playing. But I'm Omaha on it. You know why? Why? Because I just realized Arizona's playing Arizona State. Uh, I saw. I almost did the same thing. And listen, when you said that about you know the, the North Carolina hate and stuff, made me think. I was like, I can see what this line is. Because if it's reasonable, I'm going with that. I know it's a robbery game, but I'm never hating on Jed again. And 11 and a half, I will lay that day, night, and everywhere in between. I don't know if there's an in between there, but I'll find it and I'll squeeze it in. Arizona versus, even if it's Arizona State. Arizona State's been kind of bad, right? Yeah, 3 and 8. Yeah, they've been like the one really bad team in the Pac-12, including Stanford maybe a little bit. Because Cal's been playing good. Uh, Arizona just, I mean, just ramping through people. I mean, I, I mean, I think we're going to invade Iraq again because I'm having flashbacks to 1994 Desert Storm defense. That's where I'm at right now. Could be the drug, but either way. Arizona, minus 11, on the road, at home, anywhere they want to play it. I'm taking Jed Fish and laying it down. And Love it. What are they, what, what are they, what's their bowl? The, the, the Desert Bowl? The Amarillo? What, 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 what do they play for? I don't know. The tumbleweed? I don't know. Every name. Let me look for it. Uh, the duel in the desert. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know what they play for, but they they play for something. I would think, yeah, like maybe like a thing of water. Mm. Can of water in the desert? That'd be nice. The trophy is the territorial cup. Is what they play for. Oh, okay. Cause, All right, we got to move on here. Yeah. Uh, my my last bet. I'm going. I'm sticking in the ACC. Okay. Another rivalry game. Virginia Tech is a two and a half point favorite over Virginia. Virginia, I know they played us close. I'm I'm choosing to believe this is a game where the team that has the most to play for is going to step up. VT's five and six. They're playing for bowl eligibility. Uh, they're playing for you know, for some of these seniors uh, another chance to win. Virginia does have the you know Paris Jones standing up and walking was a very cool thing to see on that video. So maybe they have the sentimental factor going there. But I feel like VT just has more to play for in this game. They've also had their way in this rivalry more times than not in the last decade. I think Virginia Tech wins and they cover the two and a half. Those are my three bets. Don't like that one. I like Virginia. Now. All right. Uh, I'm go- so there you go. Mike and Trevor, we both have Kansas minus seven. I've got North Carolina minus two and a half and Virginia Tech minus two and a half. Trevor's also got Texas Tech plus 14 and a half against Texas and Arizona minus 11 and a half on the road against Arizona State. All right. Pick them segment. We got to go kind of fast. I didn't realize how little time I'm we have. Uh, we are this last week of the regular season. I am up five games on you. You know, Allowed you to gain a game last week. That damn Jed Fish. I went against. Oh, him I'm winning. Time. I'm winning yeah. it this time. Uh, I'm 83 and 37. You are 78 and 42. Five games down. What age does Trevor act? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not 78 and 13. So I'm giving 42, but okay. Yeah, no, you definitely don't act 42. It's the last age that you act. Uh, we start with our high school game of the week. No games. It's the state semifinal weekend for all six classes of Kentucky high school football. No games featuring multiple Louisville teams. We picked the, I guess, the biggest one out of all of them, which is, I mean, I think this is basically the 6A title game. Um, Trinity versus Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass upset Mayo last week. They also won at Trinity in the regular season. The other 6A semifinal game is Ballard and Bryan Station. Uh, Trinity stomped Bryan Station earlier this year. Ballard's already lost to Bryan Station by a touchdown. So we could either have an all-Lexington final for the first time ever in the, the biggest class or an all-Louisville final. Ballard hasn't played in a state title game in like 35 years. That would be cool to see. But first, the Rocks have to get by Frederick Douglass in a rematch of a game that they lost, I think, 17-14 or early in the year. It was before Zane Johnson became the starting quarterback. Who gets it done tonight? It's at Trinity. TK, who you like? Uh, with no knowledge, I'm going Frederick Douglass. Okay. I'm going the Rocks. Trinity, you know. 
Yeah, that's fine. I'm going with the Rocks. They get it done. They're playing for a state title next week. Trinity Bauer would be cool. Uh, I would love to see that. That would kind of be cool, but final. it also is like the two schools like I despise the most, too. Well, yeah. I guess my most hated football rivalry, my basketball rival. I'm sorry for you. Yeah, be cool well. for Louisville. Uh, we've got Screw Louisville. Conference <laughs> USA football tomorrow, 3 o'clock, uh, ESPN+. Plus. West Kentucky is bowl eligible. They're on the road taking on Florida International, who is not bowl eligible and not going to get bowl eligible. The tops are a 10.5-point road favorite. Do they end the regular season on a high note? Trevor Kelsey. Win and cover. Win and cover. I think this should be easy. Yeah. I actually kind of want to make that a big bet. <laughs> uh, tonight, we actually have a lot of good football tonight. Trevor's made some picture games tonight. You're lying. I mean, yeah, the, the Thursday, the Friday after Thanksgiving used to be sort of just like, eh, you know, it's okay. But tonight, all sorts of big games. The biggest, though, 8.30 on Fox, number 16 Oregon State on the road, taking on number 6 Oregon the Ducks, 14-point home favorites, trying to keep their playoff dreams alive. Trevor, who wins? I almost want Oregon State on this one. I'm on. I did, too. It seems like, like, it seems like a trick, uh, but I'm taking Oregon win, not cover. I, same boat. I think Oregon wins. I think Oregon State covers. I think it's a really good game. Oregon's going by like 30 now because it seems Probably. to be. This just like, seems like a trap. Well, we're also dumb. We're doing well, it's a trap. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, 8 o'clock on Fox, late night. Kansas State, number 19 in the country, hosting Iowa State, who's been pretty good on the road so far this year. KSU, 10-point favorites at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Trevor, who wins this one? I guess family didn't know that. Uh, I'm going to go K-State to win and cover. Hey, K-State wins. I'm going to go Iowa State covers. We've already picked this game uh, pretty much, so we can go quickly. Jed Fish, the way the uh, Jeff Brown of the West Coast, on the road taking on Arizona State. It's for the Territorial Cup. I don't know yeah. if you knew that. The duel in the desert. Trevor, Arizona an 11.5-point road favorite. I believe we're both on the fighting. I'll never doubt Jetfish again. Yeah, by the way, the, the Arizona won this game last year to kind of end what was a bad season and get this roll, this good year rolling two in a row for the uh, the Wildcats. I mean, I can't believe I, I also bet against Jetfish last week. It was the one game I missed in a 14 parlay, and I was like, it's 28 nothing. I was, I was like, why is my – you know, they do like the cash-out option. I was like, you know why is my cash-out so low? I'm like, oh, it's because Jed's kicking ass right you know, now. You know what happens when people doubt the Jed fish, don't, the Jed, right? They lose money. You doubt the Jed, you sleep with the fishes. Sleep with the fans. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. A game that we'll be a little bit interested in tomorrow, Florida State, our ACC championship game opponent, also with conference uh, with, with national title dreams, on the road taking on Florida, but doing so without Jordan Travis for the first time. FSU against a 5-6 and six Gator team, just a 6.5-point road favorite. Trevor, who do you like? You don't want to hear this. I think Florida pulls it upset. Ooh, I'm I like that. right now. I think Florida pulls off. It's a sloppy game. Uh, Florida, uh, I don't know. Florida's getting points. I'll take them. But I think Florida wins this close game. I wouldn't be shocked if you're right. I, I, think I just have a feeling. I'm picking Florida State to win. I do think it's going to be super close. I'm going to say FSU wins by like three. Tate Rotomaker gets it done. But, yeah, this is a it's a dangerous spot. No, that would be bad news for us if that happens. We need to, we're need we Florida it State fans. It wouldn't weekend. be our best. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird situation we're in. Yet another rivalry game. This one with less pizzazz than usual. Clemson is 7-4. and four, They're number 24 in the country on the road, taking on South Carolina, who needs a win to be bowl eligible. Clemson's won this game, I believe, 65 straight years or something like that. Uh, it's actually, I think, I'm pretty 11. sure Spurrier was there the last time they won, though, maybe. But, who yeah. wins this one, Trev? Uh... I, I didn't buy stock in it, but I'm still taking Clemson to win this game. I am too. 8-4. and four. Congrats. This yeah. is your new normal, Clemson. Enjoy it. North Carolina at NC State. I've already given my pick. I think UNC wins and covers on the road. Trevor, who you like? I agree with you. North Carolina winning cover. The big one besides the big one, Ohio State and Michigan. All sorts of implications here. Whew. That's going to be a big one. Noon on Fox. 
Buckeyes, Wolverines, only one can advance to the conference championship game, and only one probably keeps their national title hopes alive. Uh, Michigan is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Trevor, who wins? Uh, I hate it, but I'm taking Michigan to win, and but not cover. They win by a field goal. I don't think I've ever rooted for Ohio State in this rivalry, but I'm, 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 I'm rooting for Ohio, for Ohio State. State in this. I've never rooted for Michigan. I'm taking the Bucks. I, I think Ohio State finds a way to win this. Michigan hasn't been as impressive since they stopped cheating. Ohio State wins this, and I'm going to love uh, seeing Michigan fans cry about this. I think you're going to skip it. Can we do an extra bonus? Uh, who wins the, the Indiana-Purdue game? Who you got? Oh, I forgot about that. Um, it's all right. It's on this airways at 11, but it's okay. Indiana. Uh, I think Purdue pulls it off this time. I wouldn't be shocked. Who yeah. cares? The big I, one. I didn't That's why you forgot about it, but I'd throw it out there. Time for the big show. Uh, it's the big show. ABC. Noon. Noon. Louisville, Noon. Kentucky. Noon. Cardinals looking for their first win over their arch rivals since 2017. Their first home win over their arch rivals since 2014. They are an eight-point home favorite looking to complete the dream regular season with an 11-1 record. Trevor Kelsey... What's the pick here? Everything has been built up to this day. From the time Jeff was conceived to the day he <laughs> walked to the day he threw a football to the time he was hired as his coach. This has all been built for this day, November 25th, 2023. And it will come down to it. We're running out of time. I'll give you a score real quick. Louisville wins 27-17. There are some dicey moments. It's a close game at halftime. Louisville pulls away in the third. They gut out a victory. Louisville 31, Kentucky 23, all is right in the world. Play the music. Little Howard changes into his rightful attire. The Governor's Cup stays home. We're celebrating. We're getting it going next week for the conference championship game. The Blue Bellies are crying. The cards are celebrating. Monday will be a celebration here, folks. Enjoy the weekend. Get out to the game. Go Cards. Beat Kentucky. Locked on Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The big-